Thank you for riding on Nerd Thug Radio. You must be 42 inches in order to ride this ride. Please fasten your safety belts. Pull your chest restraints down until they lock. Keep hands and feet inside the roller coaster at all times. And once again, thank you for choosing Nerd Thug Radio. Talking nerdy to you. What up, what up? I'm the Captain Joey Savage, sitting here with... Uh, Corey DLG. And the King of the Mountain, Nico. Hey. Back from Colorado. Nice. True, Nico, true. we are extremely excited to have you back this week. I really, I feel the love. I feel the love. Yeah. You should feel the love. Hey, we're Nerd Thug Radio. We're on IRLoneStar.com, soon to be Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. Sister stations. This is episode 12. Yeah. Holy crap. We are rolling. We, we are, are rolling in the deep. cannot stop. We are a train, a locomotive, if you would say. So, uh. Would we say? Yeah, why not? I don't know sure. that I want to be a locomotive. I don't know They're why. kind of cool looking, though. I don't know why I always look at you yeah. while we're talking. Like, yeah, you look at me like, can I say this? Like, yeah. there's other people in the room watching us at the same time. <laughs> don't you agree, studio audience? Don't you agree, Incredible Hulk? Wasp? Giant Man? Stop naming fictional Daredevil? Name Arita? Oh, that's it. So, anything exciting happen this week? I've got a couple cool stories I can start with. Yeah? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Take What do you got? What do you got? So, I told you this story, called you. So, we had a lot of people who uh, call us about the show during the week. True. Tell True. us, dude, that show was awesome, or hey, talk about this next week, or you guys are horrible, whatever it is. People are constantly calling and texting us. A guy that I work with, used to be a boss of mine, his name is Brian Ross, called me and said, hey, man, I listened to your show, a couple of them. I was like, all right, cool, cool. Now, this guy's not very nerdy at all. No, not very nerdy. Um, if you know the guy, if you're from the Conroe area, you will know he's not nerdy whatsoever. And he said he listened to a couple of our shows. But he's a nerd about certain things. That's not, yeah, he nerds out about his stuff. He nerds out about cars. That's his, that's his big deal. That's his thing. And he, he said, because of you guys, I watched Star Wars, The Force Awakens. So if we did nothing else on the show, we accomplished turning we got, this guy into watching Star Wars. We got Disney World ten bucks. We just got Disney World ten bucks. So they owe us. They owe us ten dollars. So he says, it's "I didn't understand." He's like, "Who was that at the end of the episode? Was that Darth Vader?" Like, I, I don't get any of this. Like, no, that's that's not Darth Vader. That's, See, I think it is Darth Vader. That's now. definitely Luke Skywalker. So Darth Vader came back as a person. Yeah, he's like, I don't. Oh, I'm talking about the glowing head. I think no, the glowing head is Darth Vader. He said, "I don't know anything. It's way over my head." I'm like, "Well, at least you watched it." Like, yeah, at least I watched. It. And then he says, "But." I found a comic book movie that I enjoyed, and I get totally. <laughs> I said, all right, what you got? And he's like, I watched Deadpool. It's like, hey. automatically, I knew that Deadpool would talk to him. He's like, I understood that movie scientifically, phonetically, everything about it. He's like, I got it. Now, that is a cool superhero movie. And so he's like, I want, if you want to share that, go right ahead. Make fun of me all you want. But, hey, we're not making fun of you. No, no, not at That's all. That's awesome that you yeah. found a comic book movie that you liked. And you know what's funny is, is Daredevil is... Is the comic book Deadpool? movie for people, or sorry, Deadpool, is the comic book movie for people who don't watch comic book movies. It's definitely the one that kind of it's makes like, fun of the genre a little bit. It's, yeah. It's almost entry level, but it's just, it's so it's so great because it's a comedy, and comedy is something that everyone can get behind. It's something that opens the gate it's to pretty much everything. Funny. It is funny. It really is. That's one of those movies, you don't need to know anything about comics. You can watch it, enjoy it, and totally understand it. Yeah, and, and honestly, we, we never really had a chance to talk about it. You know, behind the scenes, there was a lot of trouble with that movie 
to get it made. It was a passion project for Ryan Reynolds for many years. Yeah, and he so just kept coming back to Fox and saying, when are we going to make if, Deadpool? If any of you guys didn't know, uh, Ryan Reynolds played a, a version of Deadpool in the original Wolverine movie. Yeah, Wolverine Origins, which Wolverine was a Origins. terrible movie. Um, also, a terrible representation of Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And it really butchered the character. But Ryan Reynolds loved the Deadpool character. And, and it was the third comic book movie that he had been in at this point. Yep, yes, and yes. So, Actually, I think it was the second, and then... No, it was the third. He, he, was hadn't, in, he hadn't been Green Lantern yet at that point. Had he not? No, because... Sure? Yeah, because when he does Green Lantern, in my mind, I said, well, that kills the Deadpool movie. Because I didn't see him okay. being two tentpole okay. main movie characters like yeah. that. So basically, with Deadpool, he wanted to get the project done, and they filmed like kind of a trailer for it, I guess, like a sneak peek, and then they squashed it. And then I guess someone found it online and mm-hmm. then released it, and everyone was like, "Oh, this everyone is awesome. went nuts!" Well, it's fantastic, it's, and it was awesome. Thing. And so, they're like, hey, we should probably make a movie out of this, and they did. And highest grossing rated R movie ever, right? Yeah, that's uh, if I remember correctly. It's been a little bit, but yes, that was the stat that wound up being which is insane. Thing. Well, it's insane, except it kind of fits the two things together. That would definitely be a draw: a, a big Hollywood action movie. Exactly. And then a, a superhero movie and a comedy. All it, in one. It with seems Ryan like if you, right, with Ryan it seems like if you could make a monster, that would be the perfect monster to make, right? Not like to that, mention Francis. Right, now Francis. Oh Francis. Francis. Great, you know, I don't know who that movie. actor is, but you he know, looks remarkably like the guy who plays the beast in the X Men movies. Nicholas Holt. Yeah, he looks like almost. I, for a second, I was like, "Is Nicholas Holt in this movie?" What? Now, now, DLG, you're a big fan of uh, Game of Thrones. True, as Huge I fan. am as well. Did you know he was in Game of Thrones? The guy who played Francis. The guy who played Francis. Okay, give me a minute. Let me think about this. You think about it. Me and Nico are going to talk a little bit about how awesome Deadpool is. Okay, Nico, Deadpool. What is your takes on it? It's just a, just a hilarious movie. Like all the all the the raunchy jokes, and also really fun with the Deadpool character because he's always been at the start. He wasn't. He was a super serious character, and then they took him, and they were like, hey, this guy's pretty hilarious. We can just take him all over the place when he breaks the fourth wall, when he breaks the fourth wall in the fourth wall. Do you think uh, any other actor but Ryan Reynolds would have done as good of a job as he did? No. No, Ryan Reynolds... He also he also played his own character in that, where he was kind of like, hey, don't make the suit green or CG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was almost like Ryan Reynolds grew up to be Deadpool, to well, be Wade Wilson. And if you ever watch Blade Trinity... Uh, he's Hannibal King in that. And before that, he was really just the guy from Two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place. He wasn't actor, action movie guy. Maybe he was in Van Wilder as well. And so all of a sudden... But now he's the world's sexiest dad. Right. Exactly. Now all of a sudden, he's, he's, a, he's a... That uh, magazine's in the Deadpool movie, by the way. It is. It is. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Is it Dilf? Would that be what you call no, it? No, 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 no. This is a family station. Let's, no? Let's keep it... So, back, to Game, of, back to Game of Thrones. Okay, Did so I'm thinking about this. Um... He's going to be somebody who died like season one, but no, I don't know who. No, he didn't die. Okay, so season, what season are we on in Game of Thrones? Oh, jeez. Five? Five. So season three, towards the end, uh, Daenerys Targaryen oh. finds her little lover boy, right? Yes, so he plays, second sons. He plays that character at the end of season three, and then they recast him season four. Yes, okay, so you're right. Three, he was in, he was that guy. The second you said Daenerys Targaryen, I you knew exactly it. what it was. He was the long-haired second son who betrayed the rest of the mercenary camp for Daenerys Targaryen. So this week has been a huge week for news. Comic book movie news, video game news. Yes. A lot of E3 news. A lot of E3 news. Um, real quick, I just want to take a second to say special shout out to everybody. It's going to be a week since the incidents in Orlando. Yep. 
Everybody, I saw a lot of people giving blood this week. I saw a lot of people doing one love, know, good things there. One love, Nerd Thug Radio, totally one love supporters. It's ridiculous. And other places said it better, but I just want to make this comment now. We're better than this. We try not to get too political here, but we do want to say extreme tragedy. Right, absolutely. And we need to all come together. Absolutely. So, um, on, on lighter news. On lighter news. Um, uh, you want to talk about uh, Charlie Hunnam? Let's do that. Before we jump into that, let's, we're on the movies. Let's stick movie a little bit. Okay. What do you got? This week, um, Spider-Man Homecoming, the new movie. Oh, there is some good news. Uh, they cast a man by the name of Donald Glover. Childish Gambino. A.K.A. Childish Gambino. One of my favorite rappers. Hilarious guy. Um, if you ever watched comedian. The Community. Yes. Oh, my God. That was like the greatest TV show ever. Have you guys, ever, have you guys watched his stand-up? Yes. I have watched his stand-up. Oh, I great. also watched the movie he made. The superhero movie he made, basically. With him and his like two friends. I think it's called... Uh, it's not, maybe it's Mystery Men? I think it's Mystery Men. You gotta look at it. It's like an independent... Like, no, self- I haven't heard of this. I haven't actually seen it. It's like it. an okay. independent, self-made like movie with like him and like one of his two of his buddies. It's pretty hilarious. Okay, I'll take a look at this. They're like crime fighters and stuff. But it's it's <laughs> okay. pretty awesome. It sounds like a pretty great movie awesome. for Childish Gambino. No, Childish Gambino. But... Corey DLG, uh, run us down a little bit on the history of Spider-Man and Donald Glover. So, basically what, what Joey's getting at here is there was a moment before Andrew Garfield was cast as Spider-Man where uh, some information had leaked from Sony with their casting sheet for who they were looking to cast as Spider-Man. And how movies work is they, they send out to the various major agents and talent agencies a description of the character they're looking for. And all of a sudden, there was a weird thing in this one. It didn't specify a race initially. So that jumps to, in the comics, there's a there's superior a, Spider-Man from the Ultimate... No, not superior, just Spider-Man. Spider-Man from the Ultimate um, universe. universe. Is Peter Parker. He is he dies in a, in a major crossover event. And a few months later, a young Dominican uh, kid slash, from New York... He's a Dominican slash African-American, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So he, he's half Dominican, half black, and he picks up the mantle of Spider-Man in honor of Spider-Man. So his name is Miles Morales. He doesn't know Peter Parker at all, but he has, through his own means, gained Spider-based powers. And he wants to honor the sacrifice of Peter Parker by being Spider-Man. And so this was the character that Donald Glover pushed to play. And I think a lot of the people on the internet, fans, everywhere, were getting behind him. They wanted Absolutely. to see him. It kind of fits into the storyline a little bit because Tobey Maguire had just finished Spider-Man 3. Everyone agreed it wasn't a great end to a, a trilogy. Sam Raimi had basically run his course. Tobey Maguire was starting to look rough as Peter Parker. We'll get into more of Spider-Man 3 later in our top three. Oh, my end, at least. Oh. That, movie was, that movie was pretty rough. As a fan of comic book movies, that was probably one of the worst comic book movies. In right up there history. with Catwoman. Right up there with the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, come but on. So, so anyway... This would dovetail into a brand new trilogy where they could kind of keep the old continuity and just tell new stories and not start over completely. They could say, look, Donald Glover's Miles Morales. He's a new Spider-Man in honor of the other one. You can even have Tobey Maguire die in the first five, ten minutes of this one. And it could be like a, like a new Spider-Man mo- moment. And it gained huge traction on the internet. Everyone was excited. And I was looking for I really thought... That was the direction they were going to go. It felt like it. It felt like there was a lot of momentum in that direction. And then all of a sudden, Sony announces They pulled Andrew the Garfield. old switcheroo on us. Now, and honestly, Andrew Garfield, though, was a fantastic he Spider-Man. Did, yeah, he did great. He did a, I think he's probably one of my favorite Peter Parkers, like, ever. I don't well, know. This the, new, the new one, I think, is my personal favorite, but yeah. I thought he was pretty good. Before, before Civil War, I would have said Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man. I would have said Andrew Garfield... 
Spider-Man 1 was the best portrayal of Spider-Man. Followed I really by, liked Amazing Spider-Man. Followed, followed by Tobey Maguire. No, there's nothing one. There's nothing good. I like Tobey Maguire movie one. It started kind of tailing off after that. But I think Tom Holland and the new Spider-Man is Yeah, I think, I think he was fantastic. Excellent. Now, Miles Morales, a.k.a. the guy playing of Donald Glover. You want to hear a funny line? One of his uh, song lyrics is, You couldn't see me as Spider-Man, but now I'm spitting Venom. My right. favorite line. <laughs> That's pretty good. Now, he did voice Miles Morales in the uh, Spider-Man cartoon show. Right? I think Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, so he, he's had a little bit of a success. Now, they haven't announced what role he's going to play, but he is in the new Spider-Man movie upcoming. I'm excited to see where they go with it. I think it would almost be an injustice if they cast him as somebody else besides Miles Morales. He's a Scarlet Spider. Actually, I kind of think what's going to be interesting is they're going to make him the villain. I think he's going to be a Venom or a Flash Thompson. Well, they've already. I think Vulture is going to be the main Venom, yeah? I mean, main character, villain character. <laughs> yeah, right? Vulture, Vulture is now Venom. Uh, I, no, they haven't. Nothing's locked up. Because then they. Um, is it Michael Keaton? They initially approached Michael Keaton, but he wound up walking away from him by the end of that weekend. Well, that's just tragic. So, they, I mean, they can go in a million different directions here, but how cool would it be to see, quote unquote, Miles Morales. Like, venoming Spider-Man. That would be pretty good. That would be an interesting movie. I would enjoy that a lot. Kind of like Spider-Man v. Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, sort of, yeah. Although you tell me you wouldn't get excited about that? I would get um, extremely excited about that. Oh, hey, calm down. So let's jump from <laughs> Too much movies. You said you wanted to talk about um, a personal hero of yours. Uh, I don't know about that. Charlie Hunman of <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Nor- uh, Norman Reed is famously or, from uh, Sons as, of Anarchy. Um, one of the yeah. radio DJs from the 94, the 94 5 The Buzz said, um, Norman Reed is from Sons of Anarchy. But no, Charlie Hunman. So, so Corey, uh, DLG, the Corey DLG. Break us down a little bit of what's going on with the, our boy Charlie. So, Space City ended and left a bad taste in a lot Space of people. Space City, Comic Con. Correct. It ended here in Houston and left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. They were very upset with just how things went. They weren't happy with how there was there was a massive ticket scandal. Essentially, the Sons of Anarchy were lied to. They were brought together for a reunion that wound up not happening because the money didn't go through. The money wasn't there. This was so big it ended up on TMZ. Right. This literally went nationwide. You know you, you, know you made it big when you're on TMZ. You know so, what I'm saying? So space... No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? Is that the... Yeah. Is if that it's the, on TMZ, it's pop culture worthy. That, is that the measuring stick? That's the measuring so, stick. Are we supposed to watch TMZ? I believe so. We probably should. Nico, you're Nico. in charge of TMZ. Nico, no. <laughs> Nico, Nico is officially on TMZ yeah. duty. Yeah, not going to happen for me. No. I want you to get no. everybody's name. Yeah. <laughs> we want to get on TMZ, find we, out what we need to do. We want the okay. rundown on everything TMZ talks about. We need to figure uh, out every how, how Nerd Thug Radio on IRLoneStar.com end up on TMZ. No, 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 no. no. That's no. bad. You don't want to end up on TMZ. Yeah, so I mean, they do some positive things every once in a while. Do yeah. Every once in a while. How much do you watch? Not a whole lot. I mean... So then what do you know? Why about are you Charlie Hudman was on there. Right. So Charlie Hudman is After, now going to be at Comic Palooza, which is the this has always been the bigger con, and typically it goes before Space City. This time it's after Space City due to some scheduling issues. And the end result is all of a sudden everyone's very excited because Charlie Hudman has announced I kept saying that wrong. Is it Hunman? I think it's whatever you want it to be. Charlie Hummus? Charlie Hunman? Hutzman? Hutzman? The the last hut, Hutzman? The last Hutzman? Is that it? Anyway, he's going to actually be here at Comic Palooza, and he's going to be honoring the ticket deals from Space City yeah, for so, those who still have them. So he was at Comic Palooza this past weekend. Space City. 
No, he was at Comic Palooza this past week. Oh, that's right. We're in the so, uh, thank you to everyone who found us at Comic Palooza as well and said hi. That's Hello, true. guys. Hello. So yeah, so he he acknowledged everyone who bought a VIP pass. He's and he basically is, he basically what's happening is he knows those people spent money. They spent their good hard earned money, and he wants to honor them without honoring Space City. So he's coming to a different convention and honoring the other ticket deal. And I think that is awesome. It's to really me, great because those people had spent so much, like like hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. I just I can't fathom the idea. How frustrated would you be going through that? All of a sudden, you're like, oh, you know, I guess I don't get my four hundred dollars worth of ticket experience, and then yeah. all of a sudden you find out like two weeks later, oh, he's coming back, sweet. Not to mention, Comic Palooza said, hey guys, if you bought a VIP pass, we'll honor it. Come on up here, we'll give you a free three week pass. It's almost like Comic Palooza is looking at Space City and being like. This is how you run a show, guys. Right. This is yeah. how well, it's they done. usually do it before and better than they do anyway. Yeah, Space City has always been the little brother here, and honestly, they they more like the little stepbrother. Oh, they wet the bed this time. They, they really did. did. They uh, wet the bed hard. So, to me, Comic Palooza definitely has. I mean, it, I mean, there's no really nice way to say it. They showed up, Space City. They did. They, 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 they really did. did. They said, "You screwed it up with this guy more than more than they usually do." We're gonna bring him into our show a few weeks later. And totally just ramming in, in you. Right. And ramming so, in you. <laughs> continue saying? Yeah. We're going to ram it in you. That, we're going to drive this Sons of Anarchy motorcycle right up in you. Now, unfortunately, the rest of the cast of Sons of Anarchy, at least as far as I've heard, isn't going to be here. But let's be honest. But that's it's a big deal. Charlie, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a big He's deal. He's the, the star of the show, the biggest name out of it. Mm-hmm. That's who everyone wants to see. Probably, yeah. And to me, I just think it's great that he's honoring these opportunities. I, I think it's great that he's... Giving people the opportunity to to get their money's worth, and also finding a way to do it that spites uh, Space City is kind of awesome to me. Like you guys took our our weekly spot, we're gonna take it back. Whoa. Although they did a thing on City Hall last week where Houston declared these three days, this, these past three days, as Comic Palooza days in Houston. So it makes me wonder if they're just going to stick with this this weekend Being in the future, or if they're going to jump back to Memorial Day next year. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it's a good weekend. It's a good spot. Uh, I like Memorial Day. I, I do because it was four days. Yeah, it was four days. Well, the last couple of years were four days, but even that. I mean, even if it was only three days, you got to go all three days, and you got a full day to recover before you have to go back to the real world of just slumming it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. You get a whole day to come down off How's the high. That? How's that? Just slumming, slumming it, it out. out. <laughs> slumming it out, you know? You get a full day to, like, recuperate from the high you were on, seeing, you know. And also to recover heroes. in case you got the uh, cold. The con cold? Yeah, you know. You always get sick at cons. cons? I've, I've gotten sick at several cons. We gotta check your immune system. I feel sick, sick right everywhere. now. Yeah, it's because you are sick right now. I don't Am know. I? <laughs> I don't know. You I got mean, you got your, your bright green captain's hat on. So, yeah. <laughs> so I got the greatest Father's Day gift ever this year. I, I'm so grossed out. So, uh, Mommy Savage. Mom little, Savage. Little Sadie Savage. And the uh, first mate, Willie Savage, <laughs> for Father's Day, bought me a brand new captain's hat. Bright yellow, so everyone can see so see bright. me in my offices. It so it's like highlighter yellow. And they put Joey the Savage on the back. They know me too well. They really do. They know me too. It's well. honestly kind of majestic. It it's, is majestic. It's obnoxious. As, as my boy, as my boy Nico would say, it is beautiful. Ugh, and as is. my my good friend Zach Attack, aka Angry Zach, we have to call him Angry Zach still because <laughs> he got a little angry. Would in the say, last episode would say, "In my heart of hearts, I know that this hat is amazing." <laughs> 
We always have things that we always say, like, yeah. consistently. <laughs> so this week, like, the two biggest comments that stuck out to me from last week's show is, uh, my cousin hit me up, his name's Ben, and he said, wow, Angry Zach really earned his name. <laughs> and also, he likes to talk about his heart of hearts a lot. And I said, you know, yeah, he does, he does. Man's got man's got two hearts. And then uh, my old college roommate, a good friend of you know, Corey knows him as well, Ben, because of, of you, he watches that HBO show... Last week tonight with John Oliver. Last week tonight, John Oliver. Because of you pumping it up, he's still oh, give it a watch, and he said, "I'm hooked. I'm a fan." It is, it is, it is an amazing piece of show. If you've got the thirty minutes in HBO, you should watch it. Or if you just have the HBO Go or on demand or the app or the whatever, however you do, if you steal it on Amazon Stick or whatever you do, or you just watch it on YouTube, he posts episodes there. Does, Does he really? Yeah, there's there's wow, one we just copy each other. <laughs> this is amazing. That's how you know we're in sync. That is. He, he's, he does a lot of cool stuff. Uh, the other day, or a couple of weeks ago, he bought... What's what? No, go keep going. Okay. He spent $60,000 buying $15 million in debt. It's pretty awesome. And then he forgave it. It's for the largest giveaway in the history of talk shows. So you know what? Forgive it. He forgave... Forget about it. Forget about it. He forgave $15 million. And he's not even American. No, he's British. That's the worst part. He's better. He shows us up, guys. Yeah, I know. He Born really America. does. Let's get our stuff together. Yeah, we got to step America. it up. America. America, let's get our stuff together. <laughs> let's just wipe off all college debt. God, that'd be awesome. Why not? I don't really have any college debt. I all do. All my debt is non-college bad I have decisions. All my, all my debt is college debt. I probably should have <laughs> finished that degree at that private college, but, Ooh. you know, money was important. Yeah. Muy importante. <laughs> so, DLG. We've got about five minutes here before we jump out to our first break. Okay, okay. Uh, anything you want to touch on here that, that happened this week? Um, anything good stories? Did your beard encounter anything awesome this week? Did you get it braided? No, <laughs> we, we, need <laughs> no. A, we need to braid it for show. Uh, maybe. Faux life. Faux life. Yeah, so what... You should braid it for uh, Comic Palooza. Yeah, you, sh- you should have braided it this last weekend when we did Comic Palooza. That would have been very awesome. You know, like, have you ever you seen the show Robin Big? Yeah, I remember like, that show. I remember that show. Yeah, so like that should we should do that theme music for like you and your beard. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're big, the beard is Rob. Wait a minute. My beard <laughs> is Rob Diedrich and I'm big? Yeah, because Big's cooler. Is he? I think Big's way cooler than Rob. My only problem with that was the episode where he wore the man pad. No, why not, dude? He'll no. do anything. Uh, that boy would be crazy. When he fell down off the skateboard. That was even Oh, God. I they had a couple, was... like, pit bull or uh, English bulldogs that could ride skateboards. That stuff was awesome. I didn't think he would ever get back up, though. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... He goes down and it just... He's... Man down! In my man head, down! In my heart of hearts, I was like, that man is <laughs> never going to move. In my heart of hearts, <laughs> that man is big is never going to get up. That's it. He's a corpse. Just leave him there. Draw the outline and get a dump truck. <laughs> so, did your beard meet any interesting people this week? I don't know what you're asking. I don't know either. I'm just I'm asking your beard. Not that, I, not that my beard recalls. Yeah, the gray is talking to me. The gray is. I have like three really great gray hairs. I don't yeah, know, yeah. If you ever see me in person, they're 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 prominent. You have more facial hair on your beard than I think I have in my entire body. Uh, I see your back right now. <laughs> for some reason, you're choosing to record. Yeah, shirtless. I mean, I really hope when we start recording live in the studio that. I'm not going to get in trouble for recording uh, shirtless. I mean, I don't know if trouble's the right word. I wish you were embarrassed. I'm all no. I'm more like I'm like the flea of the station. Like oh. I don't wear pants or shirts or anything. Like, you know, it's, you know what's funny is it runs in your family because yeah. every time.
I come over, you can always tell William's in a good mood because he'll be running around in his underwear. If that boy's got clothes on, he's pissed off. Right, he's not happy. If he's got clothes on, it's because he got in trouble by Mommy Savage, and he is not happy. When he's water, when he's running around in his underwear, he's like, hey, Corey, and he's playing video games, he's got the Wii powered up, he's as happy as can be, and it's like, where are your pants? You know, when I used to play drums back in the Dizzy. Oh, this is way back. Yeah, this is back in, like, high school age, a little bit of college. So, at least 35 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, you graduated 27 years ago, right? So, uh... <laughs> I, I was the flea type. Like, I just played in my boxers. But that makes sense. It was really awkward whenever I was playing, like, for church functions, because yeah, <laughs> there I was in my boxers playing church functions. Like, who is this guy? Bowtie church So, I'm, on, I'm currently on a on a nerd cleanse on my Netflix. Yeah, he is, and I've made fun of him uh, twofold. So, basically, I've watched so much nerd stuff on my Netflix, and now Netflix is, like, suggesting things that aren't even, like... All of my Netflix suggestions now are Japanese anime. So I'm trying to like teach Netflix that I have other sides to me. So before you get into this, I'm going to take... You can only watch anime. I'm going to yeah. take 15 <laughs> seconds before you close the, the, the um, this bit out here. I tried to watch Star Trek Four for uh, Zack Attack. Yeah. That lasted 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, he was telling me about this. Cut it off. I couldn't do it. It's awful. It is very awful. Movie. You were right. I mean, it's I don't, really I don't doubt you often. I just wanted to see it so I could see yeah. how, how horrible it was so I could make fun of it more with them, with you. Couldn't I couldn't make it 15 No, minutes. it's really bad. All right, so, so we've got two and a half minutes here. So, Finish us up with what you're watching on Netflix. So I'm, on my, I'm, on a nerd I'm trying to teach Netflix that I have very many sides to me. I'm, I'm a multi Which you person. really don't. Sure I do. I've got many interests. Nah, not really. See? See, Netflix? You're judging me. So, I'm currently watching Glee. Whoa. And this is where it turns quote, south. Quote, quote, the other day, he was going to bed, and he said, I'm going to do whatever great American man does. Watch an episode of Glee and go to bed. Boom. That's exactly what I, don't I said. Think, I don't think that's what every American male does. Every great American man. I think every great American male watches Stone Cold Steve Austin on Skullcrusher and then goes to bed. Every great American man watches an episode of Glee and then goes to bed. And then I'm going to go to bed. Once he gets past all, like, seven million seasons, he just starts over one episode one? No, no, no. I'm going to move on to something else. But... Like I said, I'm on a nerd cleanse. There's only so much and so many and so long that I can do, and then I need a break, and then I'm going to come into some. I'm going to go back to. There's you a lot need, of other things. I need. To, I just need to bring in like some random anime and no, just have you guys watch it. Absolutely not. Why not? Because every time I've ever tried to watch one of those animes, first of all, someone's naked, and it feels very inappropriate. It feels very borderline inappropriate. Watching cartoon characters without their clothes on. Right. Yeah. yeah that'd be awkward. And then the other side of it is. About halfway through, the story is so complicated that I now need to pause it to have you to explain to me what I've just been watching for 40 minutes so that I can watch the last 30 minutes sort of understanding what's happening. I'll, so, I'll bring you a really simple movie. So like I said, I've been watching Glee. It would be awesome <laughs> if they did like Wes Anderson directs an anime movie. It would be the most boring, like, all right, all right, board. All right, DLG, you've got 58 seconds to talk about Glee. Go. No, I'm not even, I don't even want to talk about it. Except he I wants just, to talk about it. I just watched the episode where the quarterback worships a grilled cheeses sandwich. Oh, yeah. I remember when that was news, like, seven years ago. So he uses a George Foreman to make a grilled cheese, and when he opens it, the face of Jesus is in the sandwich. And he spends the, the whole, almighty. He spends the whole episode wishing for things, and they happen. And he starts to think that he has a direct line to real God because of the grilled Jesus. It, what song did he sing? He sang... You got to pray just to make it today. No, he said... You got to man, pray. Grilled no, cheese break! He sang uh, R.E.M.'s That's Me in the Corner. That, because that, he realized... He, really got at all. he realized that the grilled cheese wasn't actually a direct line to God. 
So he lost his religion. So it took him about 50 minutes to figure that out? Uh, it took him about 28 minutes, because it was about two-thirds into the episode. The episode's actually about the gay kid, his dad has a heart attack. That sounds pretty interesting. The show's not bad. I, I, I understand now why it did so well for as long as it has. However, there are times where I'm like, is this... Like, I can't tell if it's trying to be a comedy, or if this is just, like, bad teen acting. A dramedy? A dramedy. It probably is a dramedy. Probably a it dramedy. Probably, it probably is. I just coined that word right now. Dramedy. I mean, I'm sure they've already thought of nah, it in never. the TV world. So we're going to take a break right now. <laughs> Nerdsdog Radio. So that you go... IRLLoneStar.com. Try to coin a phrase. Yep. And I'm going <laughs> to coin this phrase when we get back. We're going to talk about... The sun. This past then, we go. We come back. We're gonna talk a little bit about the E3 conference that happened last yeah. week. Lone Star Community Radio is FM. That's right. Set your radio dials and your button presets to Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, coming in June of 2016 to celebrate this edition and the addition of video versions of our talk and music shows on YouTube cable TV, and Our City TV. We are offering special sponsorships rates, which include free audio spots that are played throughout our broadcast. Interested? Check out our sponsor rates for shows just like the one you're listening to online at IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor, or call the station at 936-647-5747. Reaching the people of Montgomery County with Montgomery County's community radio station, with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on IRLoneStar.com. Talking nerdy. Woo-woo! Soon to be on the FM stations 104.5 and 106.1. Sister stations. Montgomery. Station. From the heart of Montgomery, Conroe's own sister stations. That's right. So obviously I'm Corey DLG running things as I always do. Not really, because I'm the Captain Joey Savage. And then... Our sidekick supreme, the giant little man. Nico. I'm on. <laughs> so we want to talk E3, but before we jump into E3 a little what, what, bit, what? we've got some breaking news. What? What is this? Courtesy what is... of the Incredible Hulk, Nico. So uh, the other day I was listening to the news, and there's a huge breaking news story. Breaking like, news, news story. But the other day, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Over yeah. a day ago. Over a day ago. This is like last week tonight with John Oliver. He <laughs> talks about last week's news. See there you but go. Today. Okay. All right. All right. So the CEO of, not really the CEO, he's, he's the parent company of Viacom and, I uh, can't remember the other name, huge, uh, basically Should Viacom. I look it up? Should yeah. I look it up while you're talking? Viacom is just, everyone knows Viacom, it's one of the hugest, metal oh, CBS. CBS. So Viacom and CBS. They're both together under one guy who's okay. basically a family. He's 93 years old. So he's, he's, getting, he's getting pretty up there in the ages, so he's, he's dying. He recently fired... His CEO of Viacom, who has been his lawyer and has been throughout for several years, and basically what they're calling him is he's basically like a surrogate son because he never, he, I think he had, he had one daughter and she was estranged for several years. She has recently come into the picture, and so now it's almost like a weird kind of fight in within the family a of the family power dynamic. Yeah, exactly. So it's the it's the surrogate son versus the estranged daughter in this kind of battle for this. This basically this media mogul. It's like a Shakespeare, play almost Shakespearean scenario where these two people, and then the 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 CEO of Viacom, the former CEO of Viacom, is trying to sue him, basically going on the grounds that the daughter is manipulating her father to Ooh. give her the company. Oh, 
So Ooh. it's getting all kinds of deep. We will see how the story unfolds in later weeks. But that is the story right now. So just the, the rundown, Viacom owns MTV. I was thinking that. Comedy Central. Okay. And Paramount Pictures. Uh, and if they own Comedy Central, I think that means they also own a few other cable channels because they, they share a lot of programming. So basically, billionaire Sumner Redstone. What a great name. That's a solid name. That's solid. I want to be called Redstone. He made a move to boot Felipe Dalman. Who I guess has been by his side for many right. years. Many years. Okay. He's Boyer. once trusted associate and close personal friend. But, no, no, no. Dalman ain't going nowhere. So apparently, because of what's going on, it might take at least four months or more before he can actually get a la boot. This is interesting. This is a uh, this is very like you said Shakespearean, but it makes it be like the great TV epics where like one of these strange channels comes back and shakes up the entire situation. It's exactly what's going um, on. I mean, it's not a lot of not a lot of opportunities in real life for someone to come in and steal a TV empire out from under someone. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So Delman has been the CEO of Viacom for almost ten years now, <laughs> and he's getting the boot for the daughter. He's getting the boot. So basically, what it's getting at is National Amusements is, I guess, the controller of Viacom. And they're replacing Dalman and four of the directors, which allows them to give them enough votes to change the entire management of oh, Viacom. Oh, crap. Yeah, so this is going to get great. This is going to be crazy because MTV may accidentally be good again. It, it might be, <laughs> they yeah. May, they may, in fact, right. play music. Bring they back may... Jersey Shore. Ooh. Best show, 10 out of 10. What? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, you guys need to take two seconds to think about what you just said. <laughs> Gym, tan, party, laundry, sleep. Don't put that evil on me, Willie. Okay. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> so, okay, so, so literally, she's, she's showing back up. You know what this makes me think of? Just off the top of the head. The Lakers family, the family that owns the Lakers is kind of going through the same thing. Uh, Dr. Jerry Buss passed away. And his daughter has been involved in the organization in major capacities for like the past 15, 20 years. Matter of fact, she's engaged to Phil Jackson, who is the president of the Knicks. She's been, but for a long time, was a, involved in Lakers as a head coach and won the many rings and blah, blah, blah. I've helped make great personal decisions and things like that. But the son, who hasn't been as heavily involved, as the father started getting up there in age, he kind of started working his way into the business as well. Uh, this was going to be their inheritance together. And so... He is currently in charge. However, they made a deal that if the Lakers weren't qualified success by the end of it was X amount of time, I think it was like five years, then he will give up controlling reins of the of the team, and that comes to be this upcoming season. So, oh, so the Lakers who have been real bad for real long are either going to be great this year because this guy is trying to save his gig, or they're going to be bad one more year because he has no idea what he's doing. Hmm. Uh, but but the daughter, uh, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, she's obviously a bust. But the daughter has been holding him to this promise now for two years. She keeps reminding him, hey, you've got two years left. you got yeah. one year left. Yeah, you, this you, is your last year. You're running out of time, buddy. But she's been reminding him of like the level of success. She said a qualified success is second round or better. So you can't just make the playoffs, which a lot of teams in basketball do, not necessarily based on the merit of being good. They must make it to the second round. So the Lakers, who are going to be now without Kobe Bryant, they're going to have tons of cap room, but they're essentially going to be rebuilding uh, it's it's a very similar situation. They're 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 waiting on this season to determine the fate of the organization for probably so the next we're, 10, 20 we're years. Comparing MTV and the LA Lakers. Look, this show's got everything. Who 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 doesn't love this show? Uh, exactly. <laughs> we just jumped from Viacom to the Lakers and even mentioned Kobe Bryant. And Jim Tan Laundry, apparently. Apparently pretty awesome. 
We this show is great. Who does, man? You know who doesn't listen to this show? Who? This is gonna blow your mind here. Are you ready? Yep. Mama Nico. Breaking news. Breaking now from news. Corey DLG. Mama Nico doesn't listen to Nerd Thug Radio. So I just heard this story about a minute and thirty-five seconds ago. It was probably the best story I've heard all week. So as we re- as we make our preparations for the week, Comicpalooza uh, was coming up, and we're trying to figure out schedules so everything can get done. We want to make sure we get the show recorded and edited in a timely fashion. So but before we get there, let's just say that uh, Nico, aka your little brother, correct, is a minor. Yes, he'll be turning eighteen end of summer. Yeah, uh, middle of summer. Middle of summer, right? Nor July, does he have a license. What is, middle of July? What is it? July what? Okay. July twenty sixth. Okay. Okay. So happy birthday, Nico! July twenty sixth coming up. Thank coming you. up. In the meantime, though, he doesn't yeah, drive. Doesn't he, drive. He'd rather have someone drive him around. Right. As we heard, he lives the great, exclusive. He lives a great minor chauffeur life. <laughs> so. Everyone, we, we always have to kind of make arrangements, and, and we what this does is it makes us be responsible adults where we have to plan things out. So anyway, Which is something we've never done in our lives. <laughs> we were not very good at it, but we've been figuring it out for about 12 weeks now. So as we're getting things worked out, I'm having a conversation with his parents, and his mom looks at me and she says, well, why do you even need him there? And I said, well, Nico's on the show. And she said, what do you mean? He edits it. And I said, no, 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 no. Nico edits it. He is our producer extraordinaire. However, he also co-hosts with us every week, except for the weeks where he's been unavailable. When he was in Colorado experiencing radioactivity. Right. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I, I said, wait, wait, wait. Have you never listened to an episode? Did you not realize that that, uh, that your boy Nico is been Your baby a, boy. Baby boy. The golden son himself. The golden son. Has been in every episode when he's been eligible to be here. And she was like, no. Which is 10 out of 11. Nine? You missed the first week. No, I was in the second half of the first week. Oh, that's right. Boom! You're right. You're right. My fault. My drop. All, all I know is I had to edit it, and the whole time I was cursing your name. There. <laughs> so, that being said, I literally pulled out my iPhone. You can go to the iPhone app. Search under podcast, Nerd Thug Radio. You will find us all 11 episodes, yes. soon to be 12. And so we're the first thing that comes up when you search it, obviously. Like, yeah, we are, even if you search on the Google. So I went ahead and clicked play on one of our many podcasts. It was a very easy process. It took all of us several seconds to get it streamed up and playing. And the very first voice you hear after the awesome Black Betty intro. Oh, Black Betty, wham, lam, lam. Is Nico's voice introducing the episode. Welcome to Nerd the Radio. Wait, it's more like, welcome to Nerd the Radio. On Money Green Music. That was the old one. That was the old one, yeah. So Very like soft and like Phil Collins like. So I literally I look at her and I go, <laughs> That's your son. That's your son right there. And she goes, No, you're talking, I can't hear him. So I replayed it, I go, still your son. How many times did you have to replay it for her? Several. Several. Several times. Because at one point Nico walks in the room and said, Nico, did you know your mom doesn't know that you're on the radio? And she he was he kinda looked at me and then he realizes what's going on and he just kinda looks at her and she was like, Well, I just I didn't realize I thought you just edited it. Way to support, know. Mama Nico. Yeah, come on. Get on the, get on the app. You know we can say this because she won't hear it. Because the father... <laughs> Hence the high mom. <laughs> because the, the, the father of Nerd Thug Radio... This is true. Papa, AKA Papa Nerd Thug. Marco De La Gloria with a Whopper and Cheese. Whopper with Cheese. Listens to the show he does. every single he does. week. Rocks um, his own Nerd Thug Radio show. Yeah. Shirt. He, proud member of the Nerd proud Thug Radio. Proud member. Nerd Thug The father of Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> the godfather. The godfather. Of he is the godfather of Nerd Thug. The high father. The high father. Whatever you want to call him. One hundred percent. That's what the he is. Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. 
So he, so he's laughing, <laughs> and you made. I can only imagine your pops laughing because his laugh is pretty like epic. He's he's trying what? Well, he's like trying chuckling. Not, yeah, he's trying. So not to imagine laugh at your dad's like on the computer playing some game where he's trying to take the world over. That's typically we were actually in the living room this time. We literally just finished. So he's watching some show where they're trying to take the world over. <laughs> he had it on a wet. Probably drinking some Pepsi, out. drinking a eating a slice of pizza. Uh, Sonic this time. Pretty good yeah. and just chuckling. He's trying not to laugh. He's trying to look at. So we were watching Casper. And somehow, oh, such a great movie. Somehow, she asked about 15, children's movie. Two people die in like yeah. ten minutes. <laughs> it's a children's movie. Not only do they die, one of them comes back from the dead. Even better with a machine called a Lazarus. That's awesome. So, in the course of this movie, though, she, reference. she proceeds to ask about thirty-eight questions. <laughs> so finally, I just go, you know, for a children's movie, you sure seem to not be following what's happening. And that's when she was like, "Why do you even need ego?" And so this led us into this conversation. And so he's trying not great to great segue. He's trying not to look at us at all. Like, Did you just, not want your mom to know you were on the show? It's not that I, I you know, I really hoped she would listen to it. <laughs> I mean, honestly. my mom listens to the exactly, show. Exactly. You know, DLG, what? your well, mom listens to the show. Surprisingly enough, she actually had the Money Green Music app on her phone. And at one point, uh, her husband, my stepdad, Frank, he... Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank? He looks at her phone and he goes, what is this? And I go, oh, that's my show. I didn't know she even has the app. <laughs> awesome. And he's like... Oh, okay. I mean, your mom's pretty vocal on Facebook. Yeah, she's all over it. Pumping us up. My mom is as well. Yeah. Nico, what's the up? Godfather is, the Godfather is. The Godfather is. Step your mom game up. Oh, man. But, uh, <laughs> but your mom, uh, no, no, no me gusta. No, 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 no. Do you think if we did like a <laughs> Spanish speaking episode, she would listen? Uh, I think she would listen and then just tell us how awful all Spanish was. What's the funny part is I think I would speak the better Spanish of the three you of us. Other, you would speak far better Spanish than me and probably better Spanish than Nico. Most likely. Uh, funny story, as Nico grew up in a Spanish-speaking household, yeah, you know? he refused to speak Spanish. A couple weeks ago, whenever we were getting ready to record the show, me and Nico had to make a run to the CVS. Okay. And so I asked him, I was like, you don't speak Spanish? And he's like, no. I was like... You never spoke Spanish growing up? And he was like, no, I mean, my mom did, but then, you know, I just well, is <laughs> when, No habla espanol. When I, when I go to my grandparents, they only speak Spanish. Correct. So that's where I would learn Spanish. And then when I got home, my parents wouldn't speak Spanish. That's not true, though. That's not true. They speak Spanish. They speak it about 30% of the time. And then when they're fighting, they speak it about 80% of the time. <laughs> 80% they, of the time, it works every time. They speak <laughs> a lot of Spanish in that house. Uh, and they and they slip back and forth without even meaning to. But I am I truer now? Famous line? Uh, <laughs> in my heart of hearts, I think you would speak out of Spanish. And the thing of it is, though, you love going to your grandma's house and being spoiled, where you literally get anything. The man can <laughs> it's ask for a, for days. The man can <laughs> ask, los días. He can ask for a sculpture of himself in a grilled cheese sandwich, <laughs> and she would make it for him, and then cover it in some sort of syrup, and then he would get to eat some chihuahua cheese. Right, and he still doesn't know how to speak Spanish. They don't even speak English in that house, and he's been no habla inglés. I remember one time he spent a month at that house and came back and still didn't know Spanish. <laughs> Nico, how do you say your name in Spanish? No sé. That's Spanish. <laughs> right. No, I, no, I figured it out. Got so, it. <laughs> now that we've got through the breaking news story of this segment. <laughs> breaking news. Half the, half the show's over. Half the show's over. We've breaking got, news. We've got family dramas all around. External and internal. La familia. Dramas. 
So E3 happened this last week. True, true. E3 uh, did it back. It was pretty big. Some cool announcements the were made. E3, if you don't understand, if it's uh, the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Man, I really thought he was going to drop that. I, I thought he was going to bother. Nine times out of ten, he drops everything. When he starts a story, he forgets <laughs> halfway through what he was going with. It through. He's like, man, do I say it in English or Spanish right here? <laughs> he just doesn't that's, know. That's the reason I stumble over everything. He just doesn't know. Uh, the one, the one percent Spanish. So E three was this week. E three was yeah. this week. We were really trying to get our good buddy uh, Matt Mayhem on the show to talk with us because he he watched the whole thing. He is our but casual gamer. Apparently, he's more involved in playing video games than to be on the show. Which he, he's, understandable. He's, he's attempting to be a professional streamer. Understandable, understandable. But some cool things happened at E three this week. I hit you up a couple of times this week to, to tell you about some stuff. I do want to say though that I do think this is one of the quieter E threes in recent yeah. history. Not yeah, but there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of games coming out. There's a lot out, of games, but not necessarily a lot like of news. Huge like huge like groundbreaking. Not moments. a bunch of news stuff. Like holy crud! Right. You know what I mean? I didn't know they were working on that. There wasn't a lot of those moments. Like two years ago when they broke like the PS four and the Xbox One. And I wonder if did. that's because now we cover a lot of nerd. Type stuff that we're we're researching weeks coming up, and it's not like holy crud, I didn't know this was going on. Well, but sometimes they they were still able to keep some secrets even from the people who were looking into like, it. Two years ago, if I didn't know Nintendo was about to release a new like system, and they like announced it at E three, I'd be like, whoa, this is the greatest thing ever. This is true, and, and and being as much of a comic nerd as I am, I had to kind of ease back on the comic book journalism that I would read. Because I was I was starting to get like six to eight months to yeah. a year out in advance. Like I knew about Civil War two like, like oh, a year hey. and a half ago. They're right. like, oh hey, did you hear about it? And you're like, oh yeah, I read about it yeah, yeah, like that, six months ago. Oh, is that finally happening? Thank God. So, so Last Guardian. Let, I want to get right. to this. The biggest announcement, or not announcement, but the biggest thing from E3 that touched me in my heart of hearts. Okay. Yeah, heart of hearts. Was the trailer for the new Zelda game. I haven't seen this. You haven't seen it. Nico hasn't seen it yet, but I will quote the King of the Mountain, Nico, here, and say that the trailer was simply beautiful. It's coming out on the Wii U, but it's going to come out on the new Nintendo system next year. And so I watched the trailer uh, today at work. It was so awesome. Like, just big, open-world type uh, game. I mean, you get Link in there where he's actually having to, like, kill his own food, and then he's, like, having to cook it up in a pot. <laughs> and he's, like, climbing mountains. He and, said pot. And climbing trees. <laughs> And uh, jumping on unicorns, like just everything about the trailer made me want to go buy Nintendo. Magnificent! It made me want to go buy a Nintendo. So Kim Jong Un, uh, famous uh, dictator, yeah, of North we Korea. just go to North Korea from yeah. Zelda. Stay with me here. Kim Jong Un, uh, former, now dead, famous dictator of North Korea, had several well-known facts about him that the North Korean people were told all the time, like in newspapers and such. One of one, one of them was not only had he discovered unicorns. He found the cave where they live, and he killed them all for their majestic horns. Did you know that uh, a herd of unicorn is called a blessing? Did you know the human head weighs eight pounds? Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but you guys have to watch the Zelda. I'm, I'm going to. There's still some shows I want to see. You have so to I'm watch it because watch I mean, I watched about four to five trailers this week. Okay, um, of just different games that they pumped out. Uh, the Last Guardian. Uh, Nico's really pumped about it. Last Guardian finally got a release date right. after seven years. I watched years. that. I watched that. I watched the Injustice 2 trailer. I watched the um, God of War. The new trailer. Yes. As, 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 they, as they call it. A.K.A. Dad of War. Dad of War. <laughs> Why do they? Because it's with his son. Because, yeah. Oh. Well, it, is it really his son, though? Like, yeah. Does it, does it say that? Because I watched about the first four and a half minutes. And, yeah, it's his son. 
So basically, I thought, I thought he killed his family in the first game. He did. This is, this is he, he met someone. Now this is his oh. new son. Oh. Is it, it's either the that or met someone. Well, it's either that or they think maybe he's in Bahala. Yeah, oh, he's, already dead. he's already dead because he doesn't. He doesn't have his chains anymore. Yeah, he right. doesn't have his chains, and he's like bald. So finally, he was granted. He looks a like you, but like buff. I'm bald, no beard. Yeah, you're you're round. It's a shape, right? <laughs> it's a shape. Uh, so yeah, I watched that that trailer, but the Zelda one just I don't know, for some reason I've always been a fan of Zelda. Period, and I was a huge Nintendo fan kid growing up. What's your then, favorite Zelda game? The first one. Yeah, come on. It came in a gold cartridge. Although, uh, Ocarina of Time was really good as well. My favorite is Majora's Mask. It would sequel be. to Ocarina. Ocarina of Time is probably my second favorite one. So, Ocarina, is that the one where they play the flute to go back in time? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That was the first one on uh, 64, right? Yes. Yes, and so it was like... Different. That's the one that had the great urban legend with the haunted kid, right? No, that's Majora's Mask. That's Boom. the second one. Oh, I like that urban legend. You are an urban legend. <laughs> I am an urban legend. But in just, the state of New Jersey, they call me the Red Devil. But just watching this uh, this trailer, I was like, I would literally go out and buy a Nintendo in this game. That's 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 not knowing any other game that we made on Nintendo because of this trailer. And that is actually quite a compliment. There hasn't been a lot of those games for either system. No, because any system, yeah. So after they got rid of the sixty four, I have not been a fan of Nintendo. Like I have a Wii because my kids like it, but I don't play anything on it. No, it's such Wii a Wii U, system. not a fan. My kids both have the uh, DS, Nintendo DS. You know what it is. I do I like Nintendo I don't get on, DS. I, I can't get into that. You know what it is. Is our tastes have drifted to the more complex, to the more challenging. Right. We've grown up playing video games, so we need but bigger. I, I deeper. want the more challenging, but right. I still like the kid-friendly environment look of Nintendo. But they could do more, and the Wii U is very limited. The Wii is very limited in what it could do, and the Wii U didn't really push the boundaries enough. To catch up to the games of the PlayStation, the games no, of the Xbox. But I think this new Zelda game kind of mix matches that complexity with the kid type graphics that I grew up with. Okay, okay. And so I'm hooked. It's hooked. the it's the one thing I'm looking most forward to. Not to even mention the three new Star Wars games we're talking about, like Battlefront Two is going to come out. Battlefront Two. There's an X Wing game coming out for VR. Yeah. Virtual reality. You know, X-Wing I did read game. an article where people were saying that you're going to be disappointed with the first round of VR games. Well, that's most likely because a lot of a lot of current VR games that are out right now because like, VR VR is out right. It's, but out, it's but, just but it's, later it's this year. Really PlayStation, expensive. yeah, PlayStation is going to release their VR system. Uh three hundred ninety nine dollars. Four dollars. Oh, yeah. there's a Batman game on there. Yeah, You're trying I to saw solve the uh, mystery of I'm, I'm on, Dick Grayson's death. I'm kind of uncomfortable with the idea of being Batman in three D. I don't know. Is that, also, there's also another uh, Resident Evil Seven. Going back to its survival horror roots in VR. Yes, apparently is like the most scariest game ever. Yes, I saw a trailer and it was loaded with just scare moments and just really brutal imagery. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game to play through. You're gonna have a lot of haunting noises and shaky flashlight. Work God, I remember like those first Resident Evil so games scary. on PlayStation. Okay, so the one in the mansion and the one in the city were the two scariest games. The you one in play. the mansion, so. Just real quick, when it, the game came out, uh, I, I believe we were in evil. sixth grade. I want to say uh, maybe sixth or seventh. Than that. It was sixth or seventh grade when it came out. We were in middle school, but probably it was sixth or seventh that. grade. And so my close friend at the time, Randy, Randy, a guy named Randy Luer, I would stay at his house or he'd stay at my house like every every weekend, and we would play his game. And so like his mom was never like, "All right, guys, it's it's ten thirty, time to go to bed." So. We'd be up till like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning That's playing video games. Mom cool. And we'd play this game. So imagine being like thirteen years old playing Resident <laughs> Evil at like four thirty in the morning. With your tank controls can't even go anywhere. When you've been like sneaking some of your 
best friend's older sister's Goldschlager, so you're kind of like tipsy a little bit, <laughs> and you're playing Resident Evil, and the dog comes jumping out like through the window and stuff. Oh man, that stuff was great. See, this is this is why like this is why the, the fall of Resident Evil. I uh, I played Resident Evil Six. Um, the movies are great. The, the movies are not great. They're fun. Sidetrack. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. I played Resident Evil Six with uh, my cousin. Christian, he's now in the military. Congratulations! <laughs> we played that game, and that that was basically it was it was not it was not a survival horror game. It was an action flick. We shot up a, a guy who turned into a zombie, who turned into a giant dog, who turned into a mosquito monster. This game is ridiculous. Then we blew him up with rocket launchers. Mosquitoes yeah. are scary. That's, that's how you solve things. So it's it's definitely an action game. It is way more fun if you don't take it seriously at all, and it's not a survival horror game anymore. So that's why everyone's really excited that this Seven game is cents. going to be a horror. Resident I, Evil 7, a.k.a. It's Seven finally going to Resident Evil. Is that what it is? No, I just made that up. That's Sounds stupid. good, right? No, that was not. Perfect. Don't do that. Gluttony. Or you can go by its uh, Japanese Green. name, Biohazard. Biohazard? Is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. That actually is a pretty good title, too. So is the Batman VR game, because they, uh, do they release like two new Batman games they're coming out with? Because there's one Batman game, I don't think it's the VR one, where you're going to be playing as Bruce Wayne and Batman. That is the, okay. Tell uh, me about that, because that's uh, the one where like if you... I believe it's called. I believe uh, the name of the studio the is, is Telltale. Yeah, uh, that's good. They're be the ones good. who are doing the Walking Dead and yeah. the uh, Game of Thrones. So it's like your actions as Bruce Wayne will affect Batman and vice versa. Of course, of course. It's, a, it's like a classic adventure game. That sounds awesome. Right. There's going to be it's kind of it's, it's going to be a choose your own adventure essentially. That's what they do is they is they create these multi pronged games where every choice has a consequence somewhere down into the ultimate results. Of the game. So at the end of the game, your ending will be different based on the decisions you make throughout the game. And that's the situation that they go through with with the Walking Dead games and then also with... Uh, I'm playing the Game of Thrones one. And they are... All, they're, you, it's a fictional house that you control called House Forester. And you basically work your way through it. Through You're kind of in between last season and this season. Do you think they've made too many Batman games? Like, wouldn't it be cooler if it was, like, Superman? It was, like, Clark Kent or Superman? No, I think Batman really... go, like, crazy Superman? I think this... I think Batman really fits because it's a duality. You'll spend some time as Bruce Wayne. You'll make some decisions there. Yeah, no no doubt. But, I mean, you've got the Batman Arkham series. I mean, how many games came out of there? There's, what, four? Yeah, but there's only one I mean, I guess if people keep buying them... I guess if people... People keep buying them. There's only one of those on PlayStation 4, right? I think so. I think the most recent. So, I mean, there's two of them, right? No. Arkham Knight, I think, is the only the one. They might have done, they might, yeah, the newer one. They might have done a remaster of the other yeah. one already, but. Most likely. I just want to see somebody else get their justice due. Well, the other ones don't make good. It's impossible to make a good Superman game. Really? Yeah. Just well, like it's impossible to make a good Superman movie? Um, it's probably it easier than hand. No, it's probably easier to make a good Superman movie than it is a Superman video game. Yeah, that's kind of true. Uh, good example: like uh, Superman th- from the animated DC films, pretty great. Right. But how many live action Superman movies have been good? Like the two last of them. Two? The two of them. The last two. Yeah. Which one? Including Batman vs Superman? That was a Superman movie. But I thought you hated that movie. No. Going back no, no, no. to uh, episode one, I even see, Corey wasn't a big fan of that one, right? I even Miguel? say yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Nope. I even say in our conversation that I'm, that it was a beautiful movie that was well made. I just had some issues with their their decisions to leave in all, or to create all these dangling plot threads. It's it's Zack Snyder, man. It is Zack Snyder. He's the real reason. No, I, I've seen that. I've seen where like the internet's like killing him for that. But honestly, it's probably Warner Brothers itself poking their head in and going, "Hey, by the way, this has to tie into like six movies. This has to be the catalyst for we, the rest of our movies here." Right. We got we got to so get, fit we gotta all this Avengers. stuff in. 
We have to catch up to the Avengers. Right, yeah. They're killing us. Well, I really we, think we, Suicide like, Squad's going to blow it out the water. I think Suicide Squad's going to be Yes, amazing. Nico, you are right. They're already filming the Justice League movie as we speak. I don't, yeah, I don't understand that. It's going to go Dawn of Justice, the Justice League, and then the solo movies after? Uh, I guess so. That's, that's No, no, no. It's going to go just, it's going to go Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, right. Wonder Woman, okay. Justice League 1, and then the solos. Some, some solos. Yeah. Okay. Because we'll get the introduction to like Flash and Aquaman, Cyborg, and Cyborg, and then you'll have, I guess, the Aquaman movie first. Maybe the Batman solo movie, the new one with the. Well, they got a good script for the that. The Batflick. I think Batflick is working on it right now. Batfleck. 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 Yeah, we're talking about the Batfleck. We're talking about Ben Affleck the Batman. Ben Affleck the Batman. He really was a good Batman. He really was. Um, yeah. If you rank him real quick, we've got a few minutes. Rank him. Oh, he's um, a, anybody who's played Batman in anywhere. Okay, him but and Christian Bale are a tie because they're playing different Batman. Okay, I, I dig it. But I think they both do a great job as the Batman. Oh yeah, Christian Bale is by far my favorite Batman. See, I don't, I don't necessarily know that one of them was better than the other because they, they're playing. Well, right now I'm going to go Christian Bale. Okay, but let me get a few more movies with Affleck as Batman right. before I make my final. Judgment. Just off this one movie, you're ranking him pretty high, which, I mean, a symbol of how either terrible Let's or Let's just see. George good. Clooney, Val Kilmer, no good. Right. I wasn't a big fan of the Keaton. I mean, he was I, good. I liked Michael Keaton. I liked Michael one. Keaton, but I don't know. It just wasn't it wasn't me, I guess. It's a long time ago. That's part of the problem is it, it, the production value isn't there. I mean, you're not going to get the same effects. Matter of fact, he even famously said... He made his Batman so stoic because he could barely move in the costume. Ooh, that's horrible. <laughs> Speaking of production, we need to jump out here oh, uh, for a break. That was actually a pretty good segue. Radio. <laughs> um, when we come back, we're going to get into our weekly top three. Oh, all right. Let's go. I know you know this already, but most of the shows on Lone Star Community Radio are available in podcast format. If you want to keep up with the latest shows, just subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lone Star Community Radio, and our website at IRLoneStar.com. You can even follow us on SoundCloud and Twitter to see the latest posts from Lone Star Community Radio. Can't find a show? Then just search for it on IRLoneStar.com in the search bar to the top right of every page. Or just contact us on IRLoneStar.com slash contact us with your questions, demands, sponsorships, anything. Lone Star Community Radio is your Montgomery County Community Radio Station. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. 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 On IRLoneStar.com. Conroe's very own. Soon to be broadcasting from the heart of Montgomery on FM 104.5 and 106.1. Sister stations. I just want to say it's heart of Montgomery County. We can't be the heart of Montgomery? No, because Montgomery is a city in itself, the birthplace of the Texas flag. Okay. So we want to say Montgomery County to encompass the entire county. I want to be in the heart of Montgomery. Like, deep in the heart of Montgomery. Deep in the heart of Texas. Like that. Yeah, like that. Anyway, Corey DLG here. Captain Joey Savage sitting here with uh, the ever-so-quiet Nico. So we wanted Nico to bring us in here. Right. Pay homage to his mom, and he failed miserably. Yeah, he literally said, I don't, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to. No me gusta. I don't want to. So this week, Corey... Every time I tell a lie, a reindeer dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you in a corn? All right. oh, oh. Corey, you ready for the uh, theme music? It's the weekly top three. I, I change it every time. Okay, wait. All right, all right bring me in. Okay. One more time, one time. Okay. Uh, on, uh, all right, okay. Nico wanted to do it. Nico. Yeah. Weekly top three. Boop, 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 boop,
So this week on the weekly top three, yeah, we're gonna break down our top three worst movie comic book villains. Comic book movie villains. Comic book movie villains. A lot of words there. Okay, there's a lot of All words, right. but that's what the show is. We're probably over ten thousand at the moment. Words? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray to the grilled cheeses here. And Great, see pray to the grilled cheeses. <laughs> okay. All right, Corey DLG, give us your number three worst comic book movie. Villain. So, so if we're going three, two, one, we're saying my number one is like my all-time least favorite. Yes, comic yes, book yes. Movie that villain. is that is that is exactly what we're saying. Okay, could you define is for me? I cannot. Okay, um, can you? Spell I it? did not I-S. have. Okay, um, so my number three. Before we get started, though, you don't have like two honorable mentions. And like <laughs> no, I don't a have a seven-way tie for second. For no, no, worse than that was like the eight-way tie for ninth. <laughs> yeah. when we were doing the top three. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, I'm going to start here, and I'm going to talk about my two honorable mentions. No, 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 Zach, this is no, the top no, three. Top, top oh, okay. Well, I'm going to get these in here. Right. Then we get to number two. He's like, oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. I got two tied for a second. No, no, that's not no. how it works. I Zach. got three tied for. I got three tied for a second. I got two honorable mentions. You Let know me what? just give you my top ten. How about that? You know what? You know what that's got to be like is when you're working fast food and you're doing the drive through. And someone has like six orders for one car. <laughs> and they're like, um, first order on a separate ticket is right. number two with cheese. Okay, okay, okay. Now uh, order number three. Is, 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 the the screen, McDonald's, is the screen right? The McDonald's uh, by my house now says uh, only one ticket per car. <laughs> I know. I saw that last time I like, grabbed some food there and I thought, what a Scrooge. That's racist. No, no, no. That, that's not racist. Oh, that, I missed that part? <laughs> yeah, that's not racist. Well, it's food racism. No, no, it's just rude. Yeah, it's rude. Okay. It's like you guys figure it out amongst yourselves. We're only charging. If I lived ones. at your house, I would go to El Pollo Loco like all the time. They, they, their food looks it's really good. Pretty good. I haven't been there. I uh, I met uh, Zach a couple weeks ago at uh, the comic book store. Okay, yeah, hung out there. And uh, yeah, we hung out for a little bit and then chit chatted. I like that store, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's eighth dimension. I'm just gonna say hi to him. I like y'all store. I like the the design of it. Hello. Um, Hello. They're not in our market whatsoever. No, like whatsoever. The far end of the universe. They are. They're out there. According to the Montgomery County. They're 290 and, and what? I don't know. Highway 6. six. Oh, yeah. Highway, West, 6. Highway 6 and West Grove. Yeah, they're, they're pretty far away. Anyways, there's an El Pollo Loco right there. Is there? Yeah. yeah. So oh, I there right is. You're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. So it's, I hit but it that up. Carl's Jr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go there and uh, got a couple tacos. Pretty good. I Can I tell you, Carl's Jr. is awesome. We go there pretty much every time we have an event there. Yeah. We should. So, Carl's Jr., there's plenty here in the Conroe area, so holler at us, and we'll shout you out for real next time. Yeah. We'll talk about all. your number three value, though. Yeah. All right, Corey, number three, go. So, there's been some really bad villains, so there's, there's plenty sure to choose from. I'm actually going to go with first. It was it was such a disappointment to me for a couple different reasons. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat here and, and bundle them together. The three villains from Batman Forever. Oh, okay. So, we're talking about Mr. Freeze. That was my uh, number three. Poison so was, Ivy. We'll get that out of the way. Mr. Freeze was my number three here. Okay. So, so Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, and Bane. Now, they actually and do... Bane wasn't really in it as much, so I wouldn't he was kind of like, in. He was kind of bad. Well, no, 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 no. Considering what Bane is supposed to be in the comics, no, it's no, a no. huge letdown. But they, one thing they did get right with Bane is his look. Right. They got well, that right. They definitely nailed the look, but they nailed it. But they 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 fail in pointing out how in the comic books, Bane is actually smart, yeah, articulate, oh yeah, dangerous, photographic memory, photographic memory. He's also he a great hand to hand fighter. So he this figured year. out Bruce Wayne's identity as the Batman in only a year. 
That's pretty good. So in the move, the game Injustice, yes, Bane's a playable character. Correct. So this week I had a little free time at work. Okay. So I watched on YouTube all the endings of the uh, the the game. Okay. And you play with the character and you win the game. They have different movie endings. So I played Bane's and talk about how smart he is and how he forms this alliance with uh, Black Adam and uh, one of the character I can't remember what whoever and how they kind of like played to him like he was he was the supreme king supreme. So yeah. yes, he's a very smart feller, as and you he, would see. And he cripples Batman in the comic. He books. breaks his back. Yeah, Batman was, spends over a year away from the role of Batman. Someone else fills in for him. I mean, it's a huge greatly depicted in the second trilogy, Batman. Yes, Christian Bale. Correct. Tom Hardy plays that Bane, which was my favorite. Way, way better. But oh, darkness! He also alive, one of the only villains to ever fight in Houston. Hey, really? Yeah, yeah, that's a nice statement there. That's a good point. You're Way right. to go, I forgot Rico. about that. Way to go. But so that being said, in the in the movie, he's just a roaring, smashing, fur dumb, lumbering. Yeah, really. The only, the only thing, the only thing really wrong with Bane in the comics is that he's addicted to venom. Right, right. The, the stairway that gives him his super strength. And I'm addicted to a lot of things, so I can I can uh, right. relate. But in the movie, he walks around wearing his mask like over clothes and things like that. Like yeah. it's just super cheesy. Also, Uma Thurman. Really went full B movie as Poison Ivy. No, definitely did. And Mr. Freeze, good lord. They, right? they did so many awful she things. Loved. <laughs> it's almost like Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, I'm just going to be as awful I'm the Arnold. I'm going to freeze you and then unfreeze you. Also, he was coming off of a triple bypass. And it's a little, or maybe I think it might have even been more substantial than that. It just seems a little odd. I'm like, going to freeze you and then yeah. mark Pagavana so you cannot vote against me. <laughs> right. But, like, Mr. Freeze in the comics is, is kind of a smart feller. He's right? also a really sad villain. Sad villain. His story is one of the sadder and he's a, villain But he's a smarter stories. guy. Yeah, he's and a doctor. You, he's a scientist. You, you cast Arnold, Arnold as Mr. Freeze, this jacked up, like, Terminator and style, then, and then, playing kindergartner cop in, like, a Freeze costume. And he's, draw, he's dropping puns in ultraviolet light. Like, yeah, just, it's just... <laughs> It just really stung. And then considering how well the last one had been with Riddler and Tommy Lee Jones... Well, Riddler was not a, a very good character either. I, I thought Riddler and Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face were fantastic. I, I read a, a couple of articles this week on bad movie villains. Just kind of preparing to see I think, how... I think how people my... have kind of turned against Jim Carrey. And yeah. I think modern sensibilities are that it was a bad villain. But when you watch the movie, they both commit and nail it. Like, there's a fine line between campy... And just exaggerated, and they get it. Whereas in the in this one with Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy and Bane, and they, they yeah. cross the line. So I wanted to see how my top three stacked up against what the readers on the internet were saying. And uh, two of my top three made it in a, a bunch of lists, but a lot of lists had Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey listed in top t- top ten um, worst villains. Now I will say that they don't play true to the the comic books, but they do play it in in such a way that as a movie. I would say Jim Carrey plays a pretty good Riddler if you compare him to like the original like '60s TV show. Right. Like he, he hits that on pretty nail on. Right. But seeing Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face and then seeing Two Face Harvey Dent in the newer trilogy. Right. It's kind of like, oh, you really. They went two completely different ways. It's almost like in the old Batman movies, the ones with Clooney and Val Kilmer, they were more cartoony. Well, that is actually 100 percent accurate. What happened was Joel Schumacher had the rights to Batman. Uh, he brought on Tim Burton. When Tim Burton was done with his Batman story, he walked away. So 
they were left with this million dollar franchise. And Michael Keaton said, "Yeah, I'll do it if Tim Burton comes back." Well, Tim Burton wasn't coming back. Like, nope, I'm done. So they got to recast Batman, and then Joel Schumacher now is the guiding voice for the new for the new movies, and that made the tone lighter and lighter and lighter. And each movie got progressively brighter. And, and so more the Val Kilmer movie didn't do that bad. No, no, the Val it did Kilmer movie well. Val Kilmer is a good enough actor that he still brought enough truth to that role that you still you still believe that he's Bruce Wayne and Batman. But they were pretty pumped about. The George Clooney one and Chris O'Donnell coming in as Robin that they had actually written and got ready for a Chris O'Donnell Robin spinoff movie. Correct. They actually Chris O'Donnell was actually signed to a three picture deal. The idea being he would either do a Nightwing movie and then come back as Robin, or do another Batman Robin movie and then go be Nightwing. And then Mister Freeze, aka Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Governor, the just came and ruined it all. They really, and they, it was just so stupid with like Poison Ivy and her pheromones and like tricking Batman and Robin into loving her and stuff. I was like, eh. It's hard to watch, but I still watch it. Right. It Batman. Was, well, and it's a movie. Also, the Batman gadgets were so lame. Yeah, they were very lame. Yeah, bat nipples. The bat nipples, the bat ice skates. There were just a lot of like. The bat skates. The and bat Alicia skates. Silverstone shows up at the end as Batgirl. She was probably the one good thing. The one good thing about the entire movie. And then also, like, the disease it takes. Mr. Freeze's wife is the one. This disease that Alfred has. Like, there was just a lot of just. It was just plain stupid. It was just bad. The Batman movies were bad then. The and Batman movies were bad, and the villains were even worse. So our number three, uh, we're going to. Well, before we do that, Nico, do you have any villains that you did not like in comic book movies? Uh the Yellow Jacket from the Ant Man movie. I kind of like that one. I really, I really, I thought he was a really kind of uninspired, like, yeah. he's, he's, he's just, like, evil Ant-Man. Right. Like, like, they just took one of Ant-Man's other identities, oh, this is Yellowjacket, and well, he's got also, the same as, powers. <laughs> as a character, it felt, I, I agree with you, a little uninspiring. He was so betrayed by Michael Douglas's Hank Pym that he then turns evil. Like, that doesn't really feel like Unless it's... he was just evil to begin with. And, well, and but... he might have been, and, and Michael there's Douglas no, there's no, kind there's, of comments. The thing, is, the thing about that is that you compare, like, a, a villain like that to, like, a villain like Zemo. Right, right. Zemo is a beautifully Zemo written, great character. Captain and America: Civil War. Zemo was just an amazing villain who had real world motives. You could get behind him. This super super soldier battle that was going to happen turned out to just be he a killed trap. them all. A trap. It was just it was just a setup. Right. To show, it wasn't even a trap to show to like ah oh, you're all dead now. It's a trap to show him the truth, like what and, actually and, happened and to destroy the Avengers. It was just a. Great movie, and then like he's a good example of a villain, and it's in the same same franchise as Ant Man, where Yellow Jacket's a villain. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I do agree with you on that. Yellow Jacket was rather uninspired, hundred percent. So our ununanimous unanimous vote is Mister Freeze is the number three. Number he, three. Need, he needs to chill out. So DLG, you want to <laughs> drop us with your number two? My number two. It's funny because I love these movies; like they're great movies, but I think he just really. Sucks in it. Uh, the lizard in the amazing in the first Spider-Man movie, the first one with the, with, uh, with with Andrew Garfield. I don't even consider the first. Oh, one the amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So, I yeah. like the first two Tobey Maguire ones. The third one was awful. You know what? I remember now. So my honorable mention. I'm going to Zack Attack here. Okay. My oh, honorable oh, no. mention would have been the Venom from Spider-Man Three. Okay, that's actually my number one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then we're gonna. I'm gonna pause there. And we'll yeah. continue later. So lizard, lizard. It just. I know what they I were doing. I don't think it explained too much why he... I mean, all, all it really was was like, okay, he did something, he became a lizard, now he hated everybody. Right. And that's it didn't really thing. give you a reason to get behind why he... And why, why would he want to turn the whole city into lizard people if he's the only guy who doesn't have an arm? Right. 
Like, there's just... It's hard to get behind. Yeah, there's not a lot going on there where you're like, oh, yeah, no, I see it, I get it. And honestly, beyond all of that, at the end of the day, he's a scientist. Typically in movies, the, the writing gimmick is that scientists are pure. They're the guys who are trying to solve and cure and create something, and then sometimes their idea goes too far. Well, with him, it wasn't even that the idea goes too far. It's that all of a sudden a whole other being occurs. Like, it's not even Kirk Connors. It's, and I get that the lizard would be crazy, but why would the lizard be crazy and want to make more lizards? Right. Well, if you get at anything in comics, scientists usually go, bad. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. That's true. I just... it didn't, Scientific experiments gone wrong create... Super villain. In my honorable mention, if we're gonna if we're gonna go that route, do that. Doctor Doom, another scientist that makes no from sense. which from all of them, all, <laughs> all of just, them? just all the Fantastic Fours. It never makes his his motivation never makes any sense. Doctor Doom is such a solid and powerful character in the comics. In the comics, and he's always so terribly done in the movies. They just if haven't gonna, gotten him right yet. If you're gonna do a Fantastic Four franchise, here's how you do Doctor Doom. You don't. You make him a background character who develops an arc, who's a friend of the team for like two and a half movies, then at the at a crucial moment, movie number three, feels betrayed and then turns on them and suddenly he's a relevant villain. But you can't have him just fall into green energy and suddenly control the whole planet. That makes no sense. Yeah, there was a lot of um, weird stuff going on with the new... Right. And then beyond that, the other the one new where, he, where he just grows armor underneath his skin, they were both just awful. <laughs> they really are. But my number two is, without a doubt, the lizard from The Amazing Spider-Man. I I thought Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man. I thought uh, Emma Stone is an amazing Gwen Stacy. I love what Dennis Leary did in the first the one. And then have him, him die his, off at the end. His cool little cameos where he's Peter Parker's conscience just staring Peter Parker down. Great stuff. Great stuff. Great movies. Horrible villain. Yeah. The lizard is just bad. awful. So my number two is one of our favorite Characters. Okay. To my knowledge, he's been in two films so far. All right. But the first one they portrayed him in was just horrible. Okay. Sabretooth. Yeah. Sabretooth in the original X-Men. They just didn't do anything. Let's do this. Let's let's, let's do this. Because I agree with you 100%. All of the sub-villains in all the X-Men movies. They just just fit right there. Well, okay. The Juggernaut. No, Juggernaut, yeah, bad. But I will say the one character they did kind of okay... And the first X-Men was Toad. Toad was okay. Like he, yeah, he he had, They had him kind of down. He wasn't bad. He's never been like the rock star of the team. Right. He's kind of a filler in. They didn't make him anything more than what he should have been. He's not like a power cast. Yeah, right. no, they just made him the Toad. Yeah, but the Sabretooth in the first one was awful. Was awful. Awful. So I hit you up with this top three. I was watching the older X-Men cartoon. And I'm watching first season episodes. The first five, Sabretooth is in them. Trekking out Wolverine. And he's so awesome. Like, he's just <laughs> a force of nature. Wolverine can't even contain him. Right. And then they put him in the first X-Men movie, and it was just awful. Like, yeah. I don't even think he spoke a word. No. And his costume was horrible. They just used him as, like, this Canadian wild man, just to, Bigfoot like, looking, fill in, like, a small scratchy role. guy. Now, when, when Leif Shriver played him in the Wolverine original. Much better. That was probably the only positive thing about the first Wolverine movie. Was, was Leif Shriver. I agree with that. But in the first X-Men movie, I really think they just screwed the pooch on it. Well, they did. and, and But also... Now, also, the first movie was good. I, I, I liked like the, the first franchise. movie. But all of the villains that they've used in all these movies... A lot of times they're combining several characters. Right. They're 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 pushing a lot of stuff into one, 
and they're doing it just like, oh, you want multiple man? We'll have me in the movie for three minutes. Yeah, oh, you want oh, Juggernaut? juggernaut? Oh. He's just going to run through a wall. A with the Marvel movies, too. Kitty Pryde's just going to take him down. Right. But, but with the X-Men movies, there were so many great villains. They could have just taken... You could just have Magneto be the bad guy. You don't have to yeah, have... Magneto was great. You don't have to have... And Mystique, obviously. Mystique was the, great. Mystique has been great in every single movie. The only thing about Mystique in the first movie is she has this claw fight with Wolverine that doesn't really make sense. No, but I mean... But beyond that. They haven't done her or Magneto wrong yet. No, no. They They've have. gotten them to right, at least. And then, and then, But all the sub-villains... Um, have, it, have it panned out. No, they really haven't. Although Lady Deathstrike wasn't bad. She wasn't bad, no. She wasn't bad. But I wasn't a big fan of uh, even the Silver Samurai. Yeah, the Silver Samurai was lame. The uh, the wheelchair mastermind was lame. Right. Uh, just all the villains in X Men Three. The Phoenix would have been one of them. Not not the Phoenix, but the whole Juggernaut, the whole camp. multiple Juggernaut, man. multiple man. Uh, and they had some like villains they kind of created that really. Didn't no, they were really well. combinations of well, one right. of them was uh, a combination of Arclight and a speedster, so I guess maybe Quicksilver, and then another one was a combination of. Well, even in the like, Morlocks, like several Morlocks, yeah, even together. in first class though, they, they kind of um, they had Azazel, which is Nightcrawler's dad. Yeah, and they kind of significantly downplayed his role. They downplayed his role a lot, and then he was uh, just Riptide. There. Riptide was there as well. I didn't even know Riptide was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they've gotten the main character, I think, right. They get the main villain, but then his the subordinates always suck. But just kinda... ticked me off because I love Sabretooth. Like, well, he's yeah. such a great character. Um, in the comics, and I don't think they've done him justice at all in the movies. One of the big letdowns to me was in the first class. You hear uh, Emma Frost is going to be the White Queen. Yeah, she didn't you hear January Jones was going to be cast? Oh, she's oh, so yeah. hot. And and then it just is so bad. It's so bad. So bad. She, how, many, how many minutes was she in the movie for? Like ten? No, she was in longer than that. I mean, she was in the first. She was in a and, good part of the first half. And it's even kind of a letdown at the end there, where Magneto recruits her, and then they never touch on that. Moment no. of the, the history ever. So again. basically, when you jump into Days of Future Past, you kind of find out that well, all those humans are dead. And Emma Frost is such a huge character in the comics. Like, how do you kill her off? I don't know. She's part like, of the Phoenix Five. I really, Come on, guys. you know what? I really hope that the next X Men movie, because they set in the nineties, right, goes Hellfire Club. That would be cool. That would be, be so, so awesome. You get Captain Britain. You could. Hello. So, All right, so come back. here we go. We got uh, eight minutes left here All right, in this here segment. We go. We've got eight minutes to spin our number one. So my number one, we've already touched on it a little bit, is Tobey Maguire as Venom in Spider-Man 3. So Sam Raimi was the director of that first Spider-Man trilogy. Him and Tobey Maguire laid out their Spider-Man, quote-unquote, masterpiece. Sadly, one of my favorite things about those three movies is the music. It was, <laughs> was orchestra-driven. They do a horrible. lot of fun things. In the Dr. Octopus movie, they structure all the Dr. Octopus scores into sections of eight That's because awesome. there's eight limbs. So like, there's a lot of fun musical things that they do, but movie-wise, there's some really bad acting in those movies. They're not good movies. And by the time you get to the third one with the symbiote suit and Tobey Maguire spinning out of control, losing control of himself and dancing and being emo. and How do you take Eric from uh, that 70s show and make him Eddie Brock? It's awful. Like, how does that work? It doesn't. Now, if it had been Hyde or Kelso, I would understand. <laughs> but it's Eric. What about Come Pez? No, no, he wouldn't have worked hey, either. Hey, you but cut it out. Kelso or Hyde, I would have made sense. But yeah. you take Eric. Yeah, it doesn't. Happy-go-lucky Eric. No, I think one of the reasons they chose Tobey Maguire is the similarity in appearance. Or, I mean, I think the reason they chose Eric. Why am I calling? Oh, Topher Grace because yes, of the appearance of him and Tobey Maguire. Right. But we've read the comics. Do Peter Parker and the Flash Thompson look anything else? Or Eddie Brock look Eddie anything else? No, no, they really don't. And they Eddie don't. Brock, as a matter of fact, is a bodybuilder and Peter Parker scrawny. 
that lays out the first build for Venom as being so much larger than Peter Parker. It was just not good. It wasn't the Sandman was pretty good. The Sandman was interesting. What bad? No, no, it was interesting. I liked the Sandman actually. But I, when you think Spider Man, part of that movie. When you, <laughs> when you think Spider Man, there's when you speak Spider Man villains, there's three names that come to me: Green Venom. Goblin, and Venom, Doctor Octopus, and Venom. Yeah, you got. They all nailed yeah. the first one. They nailed Doc Ock in the second one, and they screwed the pooch. See, I don't even know that they nailed the first two. Green Goblin was good. Okay, he was all right. What know. about that one scene where he caught uh, Spider-Man's hand? That should have yeah. never happened. No, Doc Ock, pretty good. Not bad. Doc Ock was good. Actually, you know what? That was that was a good. Good. One. Alfred Molina was good as Doc. Good, but then you bring in Topher Grace, yeah. aka Eric from the seventy show, Eric Foreman, and there was not even a Donna involved. <laughs> I mean, Donna's what made the show, she's honestly. So, she was so fun. Laura Prepon. So hot. And I know she's like just, eight feet tall, but she's so You just screwed attractive. the whole Flash up. I mean, you screwed the whole Venom up. Yeah, Venom winds up, I mean, it just, it was such a... And then to think, after the last Spider-Man round, they're going to do like a Venom standalone movie. So you're thinking like, oh, okay. I'm yeah, get a Sinister because Six Topher Grace Venom. was such a big deal at the time, cinematically, the talk was... No, no, I'm talking about Topher Grace, like Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, there was supposed to be a Sinister Six movie. Oh, yeah, and yeah, then there was. And off of that was going to be a Venom uh, solo. We're like, oh, okay, we're going to get some good stuff here. That got squashed. So the only taste of Venom we have in movies is, is Eric Foreman. You, you know what's funny, though, is the reason Sinister Six never gets made isn't because Amazing Spider-Man 2 is bad. It's because Andrew Garfield doesn't know how to act in public. Right. Well, not even that. It's because Andrew Garfield blows off the studio heads at Sony and makes them angry. Yeah, I don't want to show up. I know I just made millions and millions. He canceled but, uh, a breakfast meeting the same day. I'm going to do Facebook part two. Well, you know what? Uh, Facebook part one made a lot of money. <laughs> He's okay there. And look at Jesse Eisenberg. Right. He's gone on to Lex Luthor. Right. And this guy is out as a... Uh, I, I mean, Andrew Garfield doesn't exactly have anything to worry about as far as career. No, he doesn't. He's bounced back. As long as he keeps landing near Emma Stone, I think he'll be all right. Four what? minutes left. My top What do you got? Ready? What do you got? The Mandarin from Iron Man 3. <laughs> oh, see, no, I kind of thought it was really clever. No, I don't think it was clever at all. I think it was just oh, kind of a slap in the face, man. All right, I'm going to let you I'm going to let you have the floor here for a minute. Go ahead. So, okay, we're going to go back to Iron Man. Can okay. you name can you name me? Well, you probably could, but Nico, can you name me three important Iron Man villains? Go. You can't, but you can name the Mandarin cuz you play HeroClix and you've seen like the young Iron Man show. Well, there's like him like Aldrich Killian and then Right. So, like, Iron Blash. like the Mandarin the is Iron like Monger. I, the Mandarin is like the biggest, one of the biggest Iron Man villains. Iron Man doesn't really have, the thing about... Iron like, Man's got tons of villains because people are just trying to steal his tech, but the Mandarin, for some reason, has been a big Iron Man villain. Well, when you because, watch the, the Iron Man, the uh, young series where he's a kid, the Mandarin's like the biggest villain. Right, right. Um, just reading some of the older comics, the Mandarin's the biggest thing in it. So when everybody found out that Iron Man 3 was going to have the Mandarin in it, they were super excited because no one was pumped about Iron Man 2 with Whiplash. Yeah, everyone kind of turned on on that movie. Everyone, even though like, I like Whiplash, I, I thought the movie was great. Would have been cool if like uh, he would have they would have had Detroit Steel jump in there, like actually <laughs> mentioned him as Detroit Steel. Anyway, I digress. But the Mandarin shows up, and they have all these scenes leading up to how the Mandarin's this like bad mofo, bad mamma jamma, and then it comes to turn out he's just this like British actor who's just doing that. He's drunk all the time. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it in the last four years, like it just. Totally discredited how awesome the Mandarin is and how powerful he is, and just screw the pooch. I think you're way off base on that. I don't think I'm off base at all. I'm the captain, I'm always right. So here's the thing. 
when they first decided to do Iron Man the movie, by the way, think about how much this would have changed the, the entire Marvel franchise. Originally, they were going to do Mandarin as the villain in the first movie. Uh, famously, though, Marvel Stud- Marvel Comics was actually running the movie process at this time still. So they brought in all the top writers from Marvel Comics to help work with the movie people to get the best Iron Man possible. So when John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. are discussing their, their plans for this movie and they lay it out, the, the writers in the room are shocked. Like, you can't do the Mandarin. And they're like, what do you mean? And they said, well, listen, you're creating an entire universe here. You've got to start small. So technology is going to be your thing. It needs to be a technology villain. And they're like, okay, we get that. Also, to do the Mandarin, you've got to introduce magic. Because the, the trick to the Mandarin is he's got ten magic rings that right. can do all these crazy different things. So maybe just hint at the Mandarin. But if you're going to do the Mandarin, you've got a lot of introducing, a lot of explaining. That you're going to have to do on top of the fact that you're already introducing essentially magic with technology. Right? Because the idea is Tony Stark can build anything and technology and magic and blah, blah, blah. Also, the third thing, and they were like, we can't stress this enough. We're not doing the Mandarin in comics for a long time, we haven't done them because it's racist. It's just silly. It's a it's a caricature. Like, there's no good way to do the ancient Oriental magic villain. Like, it just comes across as kind of this big silly. So instead, thing. they build him up as this terrorist. It's type a great leader. left turn. It's a they, great movie. They, they build him up as this terrorist type leader, and you're thinking to yourself, the Iron Man is going to take on terrorism. And going to win. Right. And then you come to find out that it's all a big hoax. Terrorism is no hoax, people. No, terrorism is not a hoax, but Aldrich I want Killian. to see my Iron Man destroy terrorism. <laughs> well, but he does. He destroys Aldrich Killian. <laughs> but the problem is, <laughs> Nico, this is this is the perfect way to handle the Mandarin. Because also you find out in the little short that comes with the DVD that there is a real Mandarin. And he's unhappy that Ben Kingsley character has been publicly calling himself the Mandarin. So I want to see that in Iron Man 4. So I think I think there's an opportunity for the Mandarin to still show up in some capacity. Also, the name of the terrorist organization is Ten Rings. Right, right, so right. So there right. is still an opportunity somewhere for a Mandarin to show up, but they're going to do it in a better way. But even in the even in the Mandarin that you were talking about in the the cartoon where he was a kid when he was a teenager, he was still like a, kind of like a robotic villain. Like he had a suit of armor. He had the Ten Rings, but he fought him in armor. So well, I think that's just because it's cartoon. Yeah, very much cartoon. Yeah, but he looks. He uses the rings. He embraces the fact he's actually a, uh, an heir of Genghis Khan's line. Right, right, right. And so he's like a fourth of the world. Right, <laughs> but like everyone pretty, else. He's a, fairly, he's a fairly pure heir of it, and so he actually like worships combat against the Iron Man. Uses the rings to his advantage. However, it just doesn't play it cinematically. That's going to be a hard sell. So I think the I think what they did was the smartest thing to do in this situation is say yeah, I don't like it. Everyone wants the Mandarin. Let's give them the Mandarin, and then, and then let's, let's pull the the rug out from underneath them. Yeah. So I'm gonna pull the rug out from underneath this segment. Man, here. you are nailing this segment today. Jump out to a break here. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna finish it up with some uh, hooting and hollering. Did you know your favorite show on Lone Star Community Radio are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, you name it, they're on it. Check out where they are online on IRLoneStar.com slash shows and see which of your favorite hosts are online. Make sure to follow them and see what is in store for the next broadcast. Follow Lone Star Community Radio on Twitter at IRLoneStar or Facebook with Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I am the Captain Joey Savage, sitting oh, here with yeah. my uh, heterosexual life partner, 
Corey DLG. I guess and, I just submitted to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a little man, um, Captain Dundee Nico himself. Nice. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> we are Nerd Thug Radio. We're on IRLongestar.com. Conroe's very own. Soon to be Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. Sister stations. Apparently broadcasting from the heart of Montgomery County. County. Here in downtown Conroe, Texas. Hey guys, you can follow us on uh, Facebook.com backslash NerdDugRadio. As always. As always. Check me out on Twitter at Joey underscore Slapshot. Check DLG out at CoreyDLG at the Twitter. Uh, we have at NerdDugRadio on the Twitter. Nerd at NerdDugRadio. And the unofficial official Instagram page, Joey.Savage15. We asked Zach last week if he wanted us to mention his social media. Nico, do you want to mention yours? I don't have one. They had a kid. So you and uh, Zach in the same boat. We, okay, can we, we recruit some real losers to be on the show. <laughs> Let's just be honest. So Zach, we're in a group chat with Zach. Yeah. And he texts us this week and says, hey, my uh, wife, who's addicted to social media, says, you guys don't post enough on Facebook. My response is, I post at least once a day, and your wife has yet to share or like any of my posts. Boom! So Zach, get on it. Yeah. Put her in check. No, don't put her in check, but you know. Let her, let, her rights. Of, let her out of the kitchen. And tell, her, enough. tell her, share. That's right. Share and like our posts. posts. Just because they're not Disney related doesn't mean she can't share them. That's right. Also, Nico, uh, you got to get on the social media. You got to get on some form yeah. of social media. I mean, even cool Ethan, who does our artwork, has got social media. I mean, me and him hang out on the Snapchat. I see all his crazy antics. When he works at the movie theater, he has a job, Nico. Right. Uh, he wait, drives. Wait, wait to come to the roast of Nico. The here. roast of Nico. This is bad. we'll get we'll get into a roast of Nico. Maybe this segment should just be the roast of Nico. <laughs> we stop this. <laughs> Welcome back, Nico. Now we're going to roast you. Shazam! Bam! Cliffy is one of the Shazam kids. He looks like one. But wouldn't be just okay? Here's here's what's kind of suck about being the Shazam kids. When there's only one of you, you're not. Much of anything. You're not much of nothing. You're just one of the kids. You're just like a leg. Right. Like, you yell Shazam and you just fall over and one of the legs. Just poof <laughs> around. Like, you're just, just like the head. Also like just... in them. Oh man. Justice League. What is it? Flash Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Oh man. Flashpoint Paradox. That was horrifying when Wonder Woman just kills all these children. Have you seen the ending of this last episodes of Flash this season? No. So the end of Flash. Spoiler alert. You know you should really get some kind of cool like sound bites so whenever we say spoiler alert because oh, we yeah. said it about three times so far yeah they're like well we were spoiling things that are like several years old but so that's cool do you, do you remember when we were like nico you should get sound bites for the show get yeah. on it nico yeah do you remember so, that anyways at the end of this that's se- for the roast <laughs> at the end of this season of flash um, he's like completely broken sad even though iris has just told barry allen that she loves him oh she can have he can have iris it's not enough for Barry Allen. Iris is fine, by the way. So he runs as fast as he can away from his problems and goes into the past. And this time he saves his, his mom. mom from dying. Oh, no. Which creates, that so we all know, the Flashpoint flash paradox. paradox. So it kind of makes me excited for season five to see, or season three. three yeah. To see, I'm thinking season five Arrow. Right. Season three of Flash, where it takes it, and not even that, Flash and Arrow are connected. Correct. So is uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Correct. Will it affect that or not? Of course it has to. I hope so. Yeah, so for those who don't know, the Flashpoint Paradox, there's a movie on the Netflix you can watch that kind of sums it up pretty perfectly. It's a comic book story where the Flash is so disappointed by, uh, basically he defeats some villains as they're leading them away. One of them who knows his personal history 
kind of drops a one-liner on him where, yeah, great, you beat us today, but you can never save the one that matters. It was Referring to not saving his mother. It was Zoom. Zoom. Zoomadre. So the Flash runs all the way back to 1980-whatever, saves his mother from being murdered by the Yellow Blur, who actually is Zoom. Um, and what it basically does is it undoes the entire DC Universe. Right. The ripples in time that are affected and change, and all of a sudden... Superman doesn't crash land in the fields of Kansas near Smallville. He crash lands directly into the heart of Metropolis, destroying the city. The government has taken him and seized him and hides him away. He's an atrophied, scared alien. He's not even a person, really. Uh, Cyborg is the only real hero. Uh, the, the ripples of, that have affected time. Bruce Wayne dies. Bruce Wayne dies at the actually his dad, Thomas Wayne, who is the Batman. And the mother, uh, Martha Wayne, is the Joker, driven mad by the death of her son. Crazy, just crazy, crazy. So, so this universe is far different. And in this universe, Aquaman and Wonder Woman have a brief affair that Aquaman's wife finds out about, Mara. She confronts Wonder Woman violently. Wonder Woman defends herself and kills Mara. Creating war, all-out war between the Atlanteans and the Amazonians. And this war devours the Earth. Which is great. It's, it's an awesome movie. The movie does a great job. The comic books are amazing. Just watch the movie. The movie does an amazing job of telling the story in such a way where you're like, that was awesome. So we'll see what happens in the show. In the show. Also, just a little bit of a CW news because I like me the C dub. You do like the C dub. Uh, Supergirl, yeah, as we know, is moving to the C dub. We've, we've discussed this very briefly. What do you think this means for the show? I think it's going to be great, especially since they just announced they're going to cast Superman. They've cast him. Superman is going to be on season two of Supergirl. So let's point it's this a, out, though. Between the CW and characters on the CW, They've got like three Superman already. Smallville's very own. Right. Was was at one time, he was Clark Kent and Superman. He was. Brandon Ruth, who's in Legends of Tomorrow as the Atom, <laughs> who's was. also in the Arrow as the Atom, he played Superman, Superman Returns. In the movie before um, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. And the reason they cast him is because of how much he looks like the original Superman, Christopher Reeve. Right. And truthfully, he, he looks exactly like Christopher Reeve. But yeah, so they're going to have Superman show up. And I don't know the extent of his role, like if he's going to be a supporting character. Who did they cast? Did they announce it? Yeah, they announced it. I don't know the gentleman's name. He's a veteran of the TV show Teen Wolf. Uh, he was on the Teen Wolf. I haven't seen either, but um, the guy uh, played Roy Harper um, on The Arrow. Okay. Um, he was also on Teen Wolf as, itself. So another Teen Wolf guy. Look, looks, looks the part, so it'll be interesting to see how he interacts. Uh, but I'm, I'm really he's just, excited. He's just, he's just in the background fixing things. Well, no, they said he's going to visit her in, in, the, in the first episodes in the city, I guess. And they're actually, because they, they kind of mentioned him in season one. But they never, and they never showed really... like a uh, 200 mile shot of him, like in one of the episodes. Like way distance away. Way distance. So they're okay. actually going to show him his face in here. So it's going to be interesting. I like it. It's going to be on CW. I think it's really going to bring some more crossovers with The Flash. And the oh, it has to, just to save money. Right. I mean, exactly. they've got to do 22 episodes of these shows. And the reason it went to the CW from CBS, CBS and CW uh, worked together. CBS actually, I think, co-owned CW with Warner Brothers, if I'm correct. And so Something along those lines. To help lower costs so that the show could survive. It wasn't going to stay on CBS anymore, which meant they had to cut costs. Because so they moved the show to Toronto. The ratings were doing well, but not well enough for... CBS yeah, and the CBS money they were having to spend each week. CBS is show. a much bigger network. CBS yeah. is network television. They have expectations of of a couple to several million for their shows. And while the show does well, on the, like we said when we talked about it, on the CW it would be a hit. Yeah, CW the, will be like one of the top five shows on the network. Right, but on CBS, CBS where it's towards the bottom of the barrel. you got like NCIS's and CSI's. But and to its um, 
May. Funniest home video or something. Well, you've got Supergirl was on Monday night. So the first half of the season, you're going up against Monday night football. Uh, which is a guy. always a terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Like now you you have a female league, so you're wanting females to watch it. But let's be honest, like. I guarantee you most people watching this show are, are males. Well, and also females like football, too. Yeah. So, so if I go up against the, Anything that the goes giant... on Monday night against Monday night football is just asking for it. Now, yeah. I will say Raw has actually posted some good numbers occasionally oh, against just, Monday night football. It's just But that's because the, wrestling, the, the booger eaters and the wrestler heads would rather watch that than football. Monday Night Raw is the longest consecutive running TV show in the history of cable and TV and all that. Is right, that? right. Although I think it's kind of a weird trick to track that for them. Like, they have... Their season finale and their season premiere are a week apart. They, I mean, <laughs> they, don't, they don't take breaks. It just goes. They, right, it just goes year-round. It's so just it's goes. sort of a weird, it's correct and accurate to say, but they're the ones who came up with it because the truth is, I mean, they, they wrestle year-round. Yep, they, they, they don't stop. They don't stop. Can't stop, don't stop. Don't right. stop, Can't no breaks, no mistakes. Now, I will say, this is our quick, shameless plug for wrestling. At the end of the summer, I believe, they're doing a brand split. Yes, 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 yes. They're going to split Raw and SmackDown back up again. And so we're going to join them and... Uh, no, so they're going to... Be, going to SmackDown. They're going to be running To two, wrestle uh, in the women's division. They're going to be running two <laughs> pay-per-views a month. <laughs> oh, one specifically good. for Raw, one specifically for SmackDown. I don't like that, because yeah. I like the pay-per-views where they mixed before. They're this only, is not the first time they've done this gimmick. They're only going to mix on the big ones. So, like, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam... WrestleMania. WrestleMania, and there was one more, Survivor Series. Those are going to be the four where they're both going to be on. So once a quarter, they'll mix, and then yep. monthly, they'll be separate. Not even once a quarter, because WrestleMania is March, SummerSlam's August, um, Survivor Series is November, and January is the Royal Rumble. That is exactly what Is it? No, really? I think January and March are the only two that overlap. I don't think. Well, November to January is only two months. January to March is two months, and then you've got. Have you ever seen the quarters? Do you know what they do? It's once every three months. Yeah, but it's just kind of spread out. Cause it goes January to March. November to January is two months. January to March is two months. Right, but and then March realize, to August is like But you do realize that months. November surrounded on either side. Whatever, dude. Like, by it's months. Not, it's not equally separate. <laughs> that's what, it's not that's equal. what makes it a core. It's not separate but equal. Well, I mean, they're not equally spaced. Exactly. Yeah, there that's you go. That's what I'm getting at. There you go. So Which is cool because they're going to bring back, hopefully... Uh, the World Heavyweight title. They they unified them a few years back. See, uh, So they're going to have a title for SmackDown, a title. But you can't have, like, just a heavyweight title on, on Raw and then, like, the biggest belt on SmackDown could be the Intercontinental belt. Like, well, who's no, going to watch that? They have to have, they have, they, they do need to have, they have to bring back the titles because they split the shows. But you and I have already talked, we've been talking about this for 10 weeks now, that they can't, they don't have enough talent. They do. They're going to, uh, they've been signing a bunch of people. They've been signing people from other shows left. Oh, yeah, but they've got a lot of young next talent that they can bring up. And but a lot of those guys it. don't. Okay, okay. So in the past year, they've brought up probably 20 of them. No, they have about... They've kind of brought up here and there, but like, okay, John Cena's back. Randy Orton's about to come back. You got AJ Styles now back. Chris Jericho's in there. Okay, but Jericho will Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins is back. But okay, but Jericho will go away, and AJ Styles and next and will often, probably start to ease up. And a bit. quite honestly, next has been like tearing up the ratings. So now you're going to bring like Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Well, but Finn Balor has already started appearing, but he hasn't officially been on the main roster yet. Okay, but he's already been appearing for a little bit. But a lot of the, a lot of the guys, it's been mixed reviews. But I think what also they're going to do is they're going to tone down Raw from being a three hour show to a two hour show. That's a terrible idea. And so you're gonna have two hours on Monday, and then SmackDown is gonna be live. It's no longer gonna be recorded on Tuesday, played on Thursday. It's gonna be a live show itself. 
So it's going to be fun. I, I think get them awkward pauses in there. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, speaking of awkward pauses, you know, I guess you're going to be right there. I, we'll take a look and we'll see. We're going to hit November. We're going to look at it. Early November. Early you guys, November. You guys take it back bet. Sunday. We'll, uh, $10 bet right here. $10 bet. Right here. <laughs> we'll circle the calendar. I think we're going to see a lot of injuries. You I think mean, it's going to spare It's not even a fair thing to bet, though, Nico, because we've watched wrestling long enough. Even when the horse is dead, they're still going to try to ride it. Yeah. So, no, yeah. It'll, it'll <laughs> yeah. last. That's it'll true. last. Even if it dies within three months, it'll take two years before they come up with a new thing. Yeah, because they definitely worked that rebranding split. Like, they, they broke up tag teams. Yeah, they like, did. Oh, the, the, the Dudleys draft. and the Hardys. The Remember? draft is going to be awesome. The draft will be fun. Yeah. But then post-draft, you'll start to be like, well, now what is this? Yeah. because they broke up his tag team. What does he do? Yeah. So all of a sudden you're going to see some some weird changes and they will they will stick to it way past failure. But they're also no. hiring like tons of new riders. No, and you're right. There've been tons of there've been tons of signings. There's been they've been all kinds of movement because they recognize how cool it would be if we were riders in wrestling. But there's been all kinds of movement. <laughs> Just thinking of that, they said they were hiring riders, so I looked online like at the like, uh, ad listing, <laughs> and you've got to have like a bachelor's and something, and like five years TV writing experience. Like, well, I'm out. Yeah, just apply. We'll just apply anyway. Next yeah, time. yeah. To hell with it. We'll get it. We'll get there one day. <laughs> so I, I've been kind of looking at some stuff here. Uh, just, you know, topics always in the back pocket here, but not in the pocket. And not in the Civil War OP kit that we uh, participated in last week. Yeah. Uh, Space Cadets Collection Collections. That's right. Our boy B-Mac. B-Mac, what up? So there was a lot of cool characters that came out of that. Uh, the New Warriors, Thunderbolts. Oh, I like Thunderbolts, man. They're doing, they're doing some fun things here. So just out of curiosity, there's been several iterations. What is your favorite iteration of Thunderbolts? And then what are, what are some of your favorite Thunderbolts? Oh, man, that's tough. Atlas, best Thunderbolt. All right, okay. I'm going to go partial to the new Thunderbolts team, simply because it's led by... The Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier, a big fan of mine. Uh, but the one probably right be better if it was led by Bishop. Yeah. On the table. So, so speaking of that, like me and Nico were talking earlier <laughs> about you know AVX, the uh, OP event, AVX. How I played the, that cable LE like every single month. You did, you did. And so he's like, so if you won Worlds, which will probably never happen, it's like cool, you would make a cable figure, right? I was like, I would definitely make a cable Bishop, <laughs> which would be awesome. <laughs> but the Thunderbolts that came out right before this one. Um, had like all the red characters in it. Remember? Right, right, right. Red yeah. Hulk and it was like Electra, Punisher, Punisher. But they were all red. Uh, red X twenty three. Yeah, that was a cool one as well. That was a cool lineup, and then Ghost Rider joins it. Yeah, and, yeah. And then Venom one. was in it for a minute. They actually, that was an interesting lineup. It was a totally different departure. The leader was in it. Yeah, it was crazy stuff. Um, they definitely were trying different stuff. They were, they were, they were bold there. I like the Thunderbolts. They're led by, I think Zemo led one a while back. Correct, um, correct. He actually was, led the debut squad yeah, of Thunderbolts. That was a good one as well. What about you, DLG? What? So, I actually like that in the Civil War kit, they've included both groups of Thunderbolts. The original and the villains-based team. Right, right, right. Um, I actually read the first arc of the villains theme team when it was written by Warren Ellis. And the idea was they've implanted these devices in the in the villains, forcing them to do the jobs they're given. And they selectively let the media air them. Like when they're doing good, the media can portray it and talk about it. Kind of, kind of like, kind of similar to Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, yes, no. yes. A little, they they kind of go. They pretty yeah, much stole yeah. Suicide If you don't know, I mean, if you haven't read comics, it's pretty obvious that DC and Marvel like. Hey, when one of them hits on a good idea, the other one comes. They up play with a way off to, each other. Yeah, absolutely. So this this villain scene was Bullseye, Venom, and this was actually the second Venom, which is uh, this is a little confusing. So, Mac Gordon was a Spider-Man villain called the Scorpion. 
Ooh, he yeah. has his suit taken from him and the uh, prehensile tail detached from him. He's pretty unhappy about it. He's out of the villain game. He wants back in. Someone, Eddie Brock uh, was diagnosed with cancer and he wanted to make good with the world. Thank you, Topher Grace. So he sold the symbiote suit to the mob. It was given a bunch of money. He actually donated a bunch of that money after he cured himself of the cancer or something along those lines. And then the suit was auctioned off for the highest bidder. Some guy bought it for his son to be an awesome supervillain. Matt Gorgon immediately killed him and stole the suit. <laughs> Solid. Solid. Straight and up, this, Mac. This Venom is crazy evil. He embraces the evil. Scorpion was ever a good guy. Now that he's wearing the Venom symbiote, he's just crazy to the point where he eats people. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Not, not a good time. Not your friendly neighborhood. Venom. So they're, they're trying to control him and Bullseye. Uh, Radioactive Man is on the team. And there was one other one. I'm trying to think who the other one was. Was it the was. Jester? No, the Jester okay. actually, you know, I, re- I remember where he's from now, the Jester. In the Civil War comic book, the S.H.I.E.L.D. and Tony Stark have the idea of using their captured villains. That's where that comes from. They put the implants in them and send them on their way. The Jester gets killed by the Punisher. Oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> the Jester <laughs> and Jack Lantern uh, are, char- are trying to fight. They're chasing down Spider-Man. Are they Spider-Man the- villains? Yeah, they're Spider-Man villains. They're chasing down Spider-Man for the government, and the Punisher saves Spider-Man by killing him. <laughs> As the Punisher does. Way to go, Frank. Right. Yeah. Thanks, God, Frank. I could not wait for that Netflix show. <laughs> oh, be, I'm so excited. It's going to be so can good. Can we get a really cheesy Halloween special with Frank and Castle? No. I'm just <laughs> so excited no. about this Netflix show. It's going to be great. Uh, speaking of that, why haven't we heard anything about a Young Justice Season 3? We haven't heard anything yet. I, I don't understand. It's Every time I turn on my Netflix, it says trending. Young Justice. Yeah, me but too. no Season 3. You know what? Here's what's going to happen. Now that we've mentioned it, now that we've yeah. said it, the universe is going to hear us. The grilled Jesus will grant All right. Well, I'm going to tweet it out. Yeah. I'm do it. Get on my tweet game. Young, tweet young tweet at Netflix and be like, hey, Netflix, what my Young Justice at? Young season three. Netflix, where's, where's I season need my three? Young Justice three. Marvel, we need our new Uncanny Avengers we decided a couple weeks ago. Right. And bring back Constantine for DC. grilled Jesus' sake. Yeah. For the CW. You know, you that made could a, be a CW. You made a statement earlier that sounded pretty awesome. Yeah. I think we should try to include it somewhere. Okay. You said the back pocket. God, I just lost it. I just pulled a video. <laughs> no, the back pocket topic. The back pocket. The back I pocket love that. Topic. That sounded awesome. Okay, so yeah, we should just get down to the very end of the show, like every week. We we're running. Right, we got ten minutes left in the show. We're gonna reach into the back pocket topic. I like it. I like it. Whatever you can pull out of your back pocket to end little, the show. Little stock topic. We Nico, make a note. Uh, we're gonna start. That. I have one right here. Uh, Episode thirteen, unlucky thirteen. We're gonna end the show. We're going to have Nico hit the uh, soundbite that says, finish him. Yeah, back because pocket top he's going to get that soundbite. Yeah, because we want to wait for like, why haven't you used it? Yeah, why did you have the sound? You know what? You know what? I need a minute. I need a minute. <laughs> let's, wanna... let's break. And I, wanna... I just, you know what? I just, I can't even. So we just go into roasting Nico right now? <laughs> I was going to go into how I watched the, uh, the new DreamWorks Voltron. Uh, the first episode. That sounds awful. It was actually really nicely done. You know how many people, when I wear my Voltron shirt from Loot Crate, say nice Transformer shirt? <laughs> and it drives me <clears throat> crazy. It's not Transformers, it's Voltron. I'm like, it's five lions. Like, why would you even say Transformers? Like, five lions. It's five lions, guys. So, you know, the new Transformers movie. Uh, Are they all last lions? Night? No, but uh, he's oh. traveling back to Cybertron. I do like the title, Last Night. with his Yeah, name. it looks kind of cool. He's trying to make Cybertron? Yeah, he's going to try to make Cybertron. He literally, everyone's like, hey, 
great job. And Armstrong's like, all right, okay, I'll see you later. And he's going to go back to Cybertron, and he's going to realize that Cybertron has been completely destroyed. Which... So who, who's going back? Optimus Prime? Yeah, Optimus okay, Prime. Okay. Leaving Bumblebee in charge of her? I assume so. Him and a bunch of dinosaurs. Yeah, a bunch of oh, dinobots. Yeah, I forgot about that. They've kind of let that cat out of the bag, right? Michael Bay a few years ago was like, ah, Dinobots are stupid. And then everyone's like, all right, this is live action Dinobots. <laughs> pretty much Michael Bay, this is the one thing I'll give him credit for. He listens to the fans. And then blows stuff up. Right. He will blow blows them up. Everything. But he does listen to the fans. When they say, hey, Michael Bay, where my Dinobot? He says, gotcha. I got you. He goes back pocket topic and puts <laughs> back up pocket topic. Dinobots. Dinobots. I'll, I'll, I'll reach into my back pocket topic right now. Right. So, uh, a friend of the show. Okay. Shia LaBeouf. No, not a friend of the show. I don't <laughs> next, time, next time you meet Shia LaBeouf on the street, make sure you say hi. Make sure I tell so him. So Mommy Savage loves Shia LaBeouf. True, true. And so I saw his article this past week. He's turning 30, apparently, this, this week. Am I older than Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, we are. And so it was kind of chronicling three, 30 things about Shia LaBeouf. I okay, guess. okay. And give it for what it takes, but the dude's been like the lead character in four or five movies that have like made over six billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, he really has. Okay, that's fair. And so I was like, well, that's that's pretty good actually. <laughs> but, uh, for being a total weirdo, yeah, he's got a pretty good. So resume. he contributes his, and this might be NSFW. Okay, but he contributes his crazy humor and his crazy antics to watching his dad do drugs growing up, his parents having intercourse, and seeing his mom naked. Those are like three things from his childhood he remembers that kind of fuels his, his craziness. And he thinks his mom is the most beautiful thing in the world and he would marry her if he could. That's that kind of a little super bit super creepy. How creepy he these guys? Yeah, that's awful. I, so, I suddenly just like Shia LaBeouf, really attractive man, just zero now. <laughs> Gone yeah. out the window. So one of the, the things that was just kind of like <laughs> tripping me out is after he showed up at that like Paris film, I think it was Paris film festival, somewhere in Europe, he had the bag over his head. I'm not famous anymore. I'm not famous anymore. Right. He started doing this like live art type stuff. Yeah, and, like, he's big on the live art. So he like sat in this like room with a bag over his head and silence for like 12 hours and like art. streamed it. And yeah, then he like, <laughs> he live streamed his heartbeat. <laughs> That's uh, kind of neat. He live streamed yeah, his heartbeat. And then uh, he jogged around some like Italian museum in like neon jogging clothes. As, like... Oh, okay. Sorry, I want to pause you <laughs> right there. I saw this YouTube video that was great. So this guy kind of wanted to make a point about the art world. So he walks in, uh, all nerded out, looking like a like a starving artist type. He had a, like a bag with a bunch of like samples and, and like, yeah. things in it. And walked through an art museum, talked to every person he could talk to there. Nobody would talk to him. Nobody would give him the time of day. Week later, he shows up in the same place, dressed as a total d bag, but holding a hundred thousand dollars of money in uh, bricks of ones. And he, everybody wants to be his friend. He wanted to. He wanted to display it as an exhibit there to make a statement about money. Is what he was telling the museum. But all of a sudden, the curator of the museum, all these people are talking to him. All these people are spending time talking to him, and he. he essentially, when he's discussing what he was doing, he goes, "You know, I really wanted to make a point about the art world that." When you're the starving artist and they should care, they don't talk to you. And when you walk in with a bag full of money, all of a sudden everyone's your friend. And it just made me laugh because when you watch the video, 100% that's what happened. He walks in looking like an artist and nobody wants to talk to the guy. He walks in looking like a D-bag with a bag full of money. He walks in like Justin Bieber with a bag full of money. Right. He, wants to be he literally walks in with a bodyguard and a bag full of money. And all of a sudden everyone's shaking his hand, taking photos with him. Asking to see the money. He literally is the celebrity of the art museum. That reminds me of another story I saw this week. So Britney Spears met the guy who played Al Bundy. Okay, um, okay. And she was like geeking out over it. And he had no clue who she was. 
Like, he just didn't recognize her at all. Like, how bad is that? Like, Britney Spears is a pretty prominent pop icon. Pop icon. Yeah, but you gotta think. You can't tell me that he's never seen a Britney Spears. I don't know. You gotta, he's already got to be in his 60s. Yeah, but I mean, so he's on she, Modern Life. Modern Family. Modern Family. But he does a good job of por- portraying the kind of the starting to be curmudgingly old grandpa in that. Like, he, you got to think he's mid 60s. Yeah. So when she debuted 15 years ago. He was 50 years old. <laughs> yeah. He probably noticed her for about a year and then moved on. Yeah, like, that's oh, hey, that's pretty funny. Like, if you ask anybody, they're gonna think Britney Spears is the bigger star. No, I would totally. If you ask, if you ask a hundred people, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and stop you because I'm trying to think of his name and I can't. Ed, something. Ed O'Neill. Ed, Ed O'Neill. O'Neil. If you pull, I keep trying to think Ed Harris. If you, you know, Ed Harris. If you pull, if you Family Feud a hundred people. Who's more famous, Britney Spears or Ed O'Neill? They probably wouldn't know who Ed O'Neill was. They're gonna go Britney Spears. But when they see Ed O'Neill, when, when they, they see um, when they see Ed O'Neill, they're gonna immediately be like, "Oh, that's oh, that guy." Yeah, he's a bigger deal. What if they put a picture of Britney Spears shaved head and uh, <laughs> Ed O'Neill like in uh, Married with Children? Yeah, remember like, Ed O'Neill filmed Married with Children for like eight years with the original Britney Spears. Christina Applegate? Christina Applegate. Oh, man, is she hot. Smoking hot blonde who basically came out of nowhere and did nothing really for a very long time, but was famous. Perfect. Has she done anything really big? I think she's on a couple sitcoms. I mean, she's she's had a great career. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at her IMDb, you think she'd be a, a, a billionaire. IMDb Bizzle. But, uh, yeah, you, you just, you always kind of, she just shows up somewhere randomly, but it's not like she's ever been that impressive. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, definitely. Not that impressive. No. Not Britney Spears impressive. You think Britney Spears is impressive? Yeah, I mean, she's a pretty big pop icon, man. She's she's a pop icon for sure. I don't know that she's ever been, like, I don't know. I think the previous pop icons have better careers than her. I don't know. She's uh, she's up there, man. Uh, Cher and Madonna are probably bigger deals oh, definitely. than Britney Spears. Well, they've been around a lot longer, obviously. Right, but... Famously. In famously. my heart of hearts, I know this to be true. But would... This is the catchphrase episode? Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Might the as well be walking catch-all? on the sun. Uh, but I think kind of Britney Spears is at a point in her career like she's already doing like Vegas shows and stuff like how much Cher did Vegas shows right but Cher was already Cher at that point she was already Britney Spears yeah I don't know I I realized that I said it that that's kind of the I just defunct you no you you just parroted me you didn't so this has been one of like my favorite shows we've done oh yeah I don't know why but this is a little bit of a random because we each go on our own like tangents this has been a fun this has been a fun show we've definitely covered everything we've got Nico back we do have Nico back. Um, I appreciate the love. We're only a few episodes out from going to FM radio. This is true. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. We're what? Three, four episodes away? Yeah, not, not long. We're less than a month away now. Oh, wow. That's so, that's crazy. we've got a few minutes here. Let's do something crazy. What do you want to do? DLG. Dice rolls. 30 seconds. Whatever you want to talk about. Go. I mean, I've been talking for four episodes. Like, Nico, I don't know, four okay. episodes. Nico, Nico, 30 seconds. Anything you want to touch on as I go home? Yes, uh, Netflix originals are almost always worth a watch. If Give them a try. If it's something that you're even slightly interested, go for it, because they usually turn out really great. Corey, right. do you okay. want to try again? Yeah, actually, I do. We, we touched on E3. The two things that came out of it that I was excited about, they showed a Spider-Man game. Pretty awesome looking. Um, one by Insomniac, the guys that did Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, so one of the things exciting about it, though, they've they've, they've maintained the concept of being able to fly all around New York and do all kinds of craziness. But even better, now now the buildings are interactive. 
Now you're going to be able to run through buildings. So the clip that really got me going was he literally cuts through a, a cafe or coffee shop of some kind to catch up with the villains on the other side of the building. That's cool. Popping out the window, fighting crime like that, surprising folk, doing Spider-Man things. That's exciting. Also, the gameplay footage that was released for the new Mass Effect. Andromeda. So Mass Effect was a, was, I was going to say was a massive deal. It was a huge deal. Uh, and one of the things that was really most important about it was that it was, it was a trilogy that actually carried over the stuff that you did with your characters. So your interactions and relationships from characters carried through. So you actually got to build on things. And by the third game, you were dealing, there was like a, there was like a core cast of characters that you were still talking to, that you still had ongoing relationships with. So and they would reference things from game one and game two. That's there pretty cool. characters that That's would show cool. up that weren't there if you didn't play them. Right, exactly. So if you didn't do certain things in games two and three, or games one and two, there were there were characters and endings and things that weren't available to you in three. So to me, they've managed to build this amazing franchise, and I can't wait. They've already said they're going to let the main character stay gone. They're going to do something else entirely. So I'm really excited to see where they go with Mass Effect 4. So, yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Mass Effect Andromeda. 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 So, guys, uh, that was it for the episode. That's it? That's it, man. That's it. We're done. We're, we're taking it home. Thank God. I'm tired of you people. Nerd oh, Thug Radio. Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Give us a like. I uh, tease it on Facebook. When we drop the podcast on Tuesday, share it for your chance to win an autographed poster featuring Mike Tyson and a horse kicking. Right. <laughs> That's kind of a random. <laughs> That's right. You're gonna to have to go back and listen to the old episodes. That's true. That's true. And you will know exactly what we're meaning. That's right. Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at irlonestar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ? Starting your own talk show? Yeah. Contact Dick Schistler at dick at irlonestar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.